This is the Jason Kavnis Experience, hosted by Jason Kavnis. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. Hello, and welcome to Jason Kavanagh Experience. Our guest today, once again, is Shante Rawl. Shante, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me here again, man. It's been a pleasure. You know, this is the second time around. Hopefully this one will be a lot better, I guess. You know yeah. That? So quick story. This had never happened before. So in the last podcast, great conversation, talking like two, two and a half hours. And somehow nothing got picked up right. Like, cause when I record these, I use like Adobe edition, zoom, and I use this backup thing. Right. It didn't pick up on anything. Right. Like even the microphones are off, which they weren't, even though our voice has been picked up somewhere. Right. Yeah. So I haven't like, I got to investigate, have someone like a, a expert figure out this happened. Like, it's like, it was nowhere. Like, but luckily for me, he didn't agree to come back. We did have a great conversation. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I really appreciate being here. I really like, uh, I really like having conversations and, and talking to folks. What's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm glad that we figured out, hopefully we figured out everything, right? Yeah. All right. Um, damn, I think that was God that had, was like, you know what? We got to have him come back one more time. The information was just so grand and wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So Tell us, to you used to have your own podcast back in the day, right? Yes. Tell us about that and how that worked out for you. Oh, man. Uh, back in the day, I uh, started one in, what, 2014? I can't believe it was that long ago with my uh, good friend, uh, Karsten Weathersby, but he passed away uh, about five years ago, three or four years. Yeah, five years ago. Um, man, we started, it's called Deprogram Talk Radio Show, and it's more or less thinking outside of the box. You know what I mean? Uh, and not following along uh, the lines of what's... Uh, been traditionally uh you've learned that's all that's what i think and how long did you do the podcast god we did it for two years we did almost 100 episodes uh we're doing i I, you know i think the reason it didn't make it as much is because i didn't know how to market it at that time there's no you know there's no really any and you did 100 episodes yeah we did about 100 so nowadays in podcasts and stuff they'll tell you you have to do at least 100 episodes Uh and then then grow from that so maybe you did you've done 50 more you know, maybe 50 more. Hell, I was just trying to figure out how do I market it and post it and like make something happen from what we have. Like if I would like now get a podcast, oh, I can put it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I can put it on uh, Facebook. I can put it on Instagram. I got all these platforms back then. It was just Instagram, Facebook and, and nothing really outside of that, that I was really trying to uh, push uh, the podcast towards. You know, we did get a lot of people that like the listen. You know what I mean? And you do like once a week. Yes, we did it once a week. Every Sunday we would do it, have guests. We have different type of guests, nutritionists, ghost hunters, escorts. We had it all, man. We had, we had a whole gambit of people that we would talk to and get their perspective of life. And what made you stop it? Um, the, I, think, um, I think it needed to change. Um, and then also I didn't know how to really market it at that time. Explain. No. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, yeah, so the so the sound so the sound's playing. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. Go ahead. So uh, how was a ghost ghost person? How'd that come? Oh my god, Lord! So they were telling us all these stories about um, like paranormal activity. I think it's Pacific. I, I don't want to quote the name wrong, but uh, they were telling us about all this paranormal stuff that's happening, and like they go to these different the hauntedest places out here in Washington State, and then they told me about a place in um, 
I think it's Port Townsend, haunted house, one of the most haunted houses throughout the country. Uh, and they said they went there, and it's like, yeah, next time we go, you can come with us. And in my mind, I was like, nah, that seemed like some kind of, you know, scary Scooby-Doo scenario. You get caught out there. It's like, you know, you're walking in the um, old basement corridor, and then you're like, hey, man, you behind me? And then they're gone. And you're somewhat, you know, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to go chasing down no spirit. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was, it, was, it was a fun time. It was very interesting to uh, learn about Batman. Nice, nice. Um, and then, so you stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. And what sort of podcast was it for your business at the time? No, or it, like you a, know, that's a hobby, it, so to speak. It was, it was something that we thought we both uh, like radio. My man Karsten was, uh, he was on AM radio. He was doing, a, he was doing his night, midnight groove type of mixes and stuff like that uh, at a uh, lake in the Lakewood, Washington. They they have an AM radio station, and then we just decided, like, man, let's just let's just do a podcast. You know, that'd be dope to talk to different people and all that because that's what I, something that I always wanted to do. Um, we, we we just jumped in and he was get, getting people to interview and hey, we, you know, I would do all the editing and all that good stuff and get us little songs on it. Like people tell me all the time, how you get such great guests? Like people mm-hmm. want to talk about themselves, right? Yes. Like people have something they want to sell, they want to put themselves out mm-hmm. there, you know, like, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm like begging people to come on here or like yeah. paying people like $20,000 to come on here, right? People like, True. I have like a long list of people that want to come on here, right? Yeah. Which is, which is fucking crazy to me, right? It is. It's amazing that people, what people like to do. A lot, a lot of people like to talk. They like to talk about all this. I like yeah. being here. Hell, yeah. it's, it's fun. I do this for free. It's no problem. Just to, you know, express some of my opinions and uh, tell some of my stories, you know. So what are some of the top, top things you do for fun or for hobbies? God, okay. Right now, shit is work, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but for the most part, like if I had to do like one only now time, I would say I do play games, but that would be more like sometimes on the weekend, I don't spend more than like four or five hours. Uh, then other times it's just trying to be with my, you know, trying to pick up my son. My daughter's too old to be hanging out with her dad anymore. So that kind of sucks. But um, no, um, for the most part, I try to hang out with my son. And so something more personal, like, so you're, you're divorced, right? Yeah. And your kids are 12 and 17? Yes. And so how do you balance that, right? It has to be a challenge, like, you know, own a business. God. Dealing with the ex-wife, all the challenges with that. Uh, Trying to be a dad to your kids, like how do you balance all that, or or do you, or, is there, or the question more like how do you do you not balance it? Just try to get in where you can. Um, shit, trying to balance it um, is is very difficult. Uh, it's been to, shit very. It's always difficult uh, because uh, not only did you deal with you know my daughter being seventeen and how she had to deal with the divorce and how that made her you know uh, not be as close and things like that with me. Uh, my son missing out time and things like that, not being able to be with him every day. That kind of sucks. Um, so um, I think the balance for me um, is just carving out time for them uh, as best I can. Like I said, my daughter doesn't like to hang out no more. She, she's a teenager. She loves a friend. She's a social butterfly. I love that girl. Um, and then my son is more or less, he's like, hey, dad, I'm playing with my friends. But yeah, let's go hang out. Let's go get something to eat. That's about it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that, that, and then dealing with my ex-wife and things like that, she doesn't really talk to me as much, you know what I mean? Um, but she'd rather, um, you know, we communicate in the best way we know, and she's got me on email for some reason. It sucks. Anyways. Anyway. And what, what school does your daughter go to? Uh, stadium. Stadium? Okay. That's, that's a pretty good school, isn't it? Yeah, that's one of the ones they shot that movie, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You or something like yeah. that, or t- something like that, yeah. Yeah, a little dumb thing. She likes the school. She, uh, there's one thing about my daughter is that when she wants something, she's going to do what it, be relentless. 
even though we didn't live in the district at that time, she was like, I'm going to stadium no matter what. Mm-hmm. Even if I go to another school, I'm going to go to stadium the first day of school, dad, and I'm going to go there. That's where I'm going. Yeah. All right. That's good if she has an attitude like that, right? Yeah. yeah. It definitely is. It definitely that's, is. That's a, that, that's a good skill. It could be a bad skill too, though. Yeah. You know, it, like, it's, it's hard for me to try to parent that, you yeah. know? I, you know. So oh, so you're just going to do what you want to do. Yeah. 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 You know, but. Uh, and then all she has to do is like, you you said you can't do that. You should like, like follow like daughter, yeah. you know, just yeah, yeah, follow yeah, your yeah. lead. Yes. You do what you want. I'm doing what daughter, I want. My daughter is very smart in that area. She's like, Dad, what about you? You didn't do that. And it, it, it's hard to do a rebuttal on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Um, so do you see your 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 kids having an advantage for you being an entrepreneur? They can see that different lifestyle. Yeah. They, they see you can start yeah. your own business and make your own money versus a lot of people that don't have that mentor in their life, so to speak. Yes, I think that um you can you can you can build off that experience. Like I didn't have that experience when I was a kid. Uh, so most of my stuff was trial and error, but if I could tell my children like, Hey, this is some of the, the loopholes. This is something that can help you get out. Like when you run into a problem and my dad is experienced in it, let me ask him. But I think it's very important. Uh, and they get a extra, le- uh, you know, a, a foot up in understanding if they want to go into business, they have somebody that they can look back that has the experience and, and can tell them, you know, some good ideas and, and show them how to do, you know, the different, uh, uh, aspects of business and how to make changes and, you know, not do things. And your daughter, she's a junior, senior? Senior. Senior. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing the plans for her to go to college. Uh, you know, she, my daughter doesn't, she says she wants to, she doesn't, she wants to, but then she doesn't want to. She wants to. So here's a question for you. Uh-huh. Suppose your daughter comes to you and says, hey, dad, you know, I, I wish I want to go to college. I want to take her computers off, right? Yeah. I'm going to go like, me, my three, three friends, we're going we're gonna to move to San Antonio, Texas, and work some bullshit jobs, and uh-huh. just like travel around, whatever. Or maybe she says, hey, Dad, you know, like, um, I don't know how you do your business doing, but I have this business idea. Uh-huh. Can you loan me $25,000 yeah. or can I do a business? Like, what, what are your thought process? All those I would ask uh, what the plan is. Think about it. I think about it. And I know that, um, yeah, I would risk it. I would risk it for my daughter just uh, and my son or whatever. You have a plan and it's a good plan. You know, it to, to, to at least cover your foundation because any business you start is not going to, it doesn't mean that it's going to be successful, but I think that if you're going to come right out of high school and you want to learn something like that, yo, take the lumps and bruises if that happens, you know, if you, but if you don't you risk it and try it, you know, because college is always going to be there. This boosting nine to five jobs is always going to be there, you know, <sighs> you know, I, I have reserve for college, man. I think it's important if you're going there to be uh, something, you know what I mean? Not just, Hey, I'm getting it in this and that. You might as well try yourself in life, you know, yeah. try, try that life and not get yourself in debt. Um, I've done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Shit, when I went to college, my first, when I turned 18, I didn't even tell my parents I dropped out of college. Yeah. I went one, two semesters, and I was like, you know, it's not for me. Um, not that I say that it, it, it's not a viable and key in learning uh, at a higher level is not good. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that um, for me, the particular way that I learned, I didn't like it like that. I thought that there were some classes that I didn't need. I yeah. thought that it didn't really set me up to make money in, you know, out in the real world in, 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 in what I wanted to do. That's, that's what I said. But if you want to be, I don't know, a doctor, lawyer, accountant, if you're going in a specific field, yes, do that. You know what I mean? But if you're just going there to like, Hey, I don't know what I want to do. I'm going to go get it in history. I'm not going to teach in history. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to take it to get my master's so I can teach yeah. it. Shit like that. Like, you're wasting like your what time. is the purpose of college? Like, is it like help you get a job to help you think? Well, yeah, of course. Or is it like, is that socializing, networking? Like, 
socializing and networking, I think, because uh, you can build some very good uh, connections, you know, from college and things like that and some, uh, some good uh, 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 just, you know, friendships. Um, and then I do think it's a hustle, though. I do yeah. think that you can get hustled in college. And it costs a lot of money. Uh, and it doesn't set you up. Most people don't work in the same uh, field that they you know, graduated I, from. I, know, I don't know no college. Since I left the Army in 2015, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of college students. I don't know any of them who got a job like zero. It's tough. None tough. of them. But I know some that have a uh, college degree and they look, you know, they look, you know, their lives look good online, you know. Of course, but, online, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's lives look good online, right? It makes you sad. You look through it like, damn, man, their family's good. And, you know, their kids are doing this good stuff and they're getting all these accolades. And then here you are like, damn, where are my accolades at? Why, why my life don't look like that, bro? Yeah, I, I don't know. We definitely need a reset on college, I think, right? Because, like, you know, I think it's increased by 100,000% as far as yeah. cost since the 70s. Yeah. The job market has gone down. I don't know. You almost got to create your own stuff. Like, if you really want to have longevity, um, like, there's nothing wrong with working for another company if that's what you choose. Um, but if you are not content with it, and you know, work for yourself. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a different thing, right? And, and like, and like, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, mm-hmm. or suppose you want to be like a get a master's in business from Harvard, you know, you need yeah. to concentrate your grades, right? Mm-hmm. But advice I give people and our parents for not like this is like, you know, like, suppose, you know, Sally May has an A, all A's in class, right? Mm-hmm. If she has an A, we'll say, we'll say it's a history class, right? A in history, right? She should take it because she has to take it, right? Yeah. It's not a real degree. And if she studies hard and makes an A, she'll be guaranteed A, right? Yeah. But, there were friends say, "Hey, um, we got a free flight of hotel to go to, to go to Bourbon Street, New Orleans for the weekend. But if we want to do this weekend, can you come?" Mm. Like, I would say, you know, go. I mean, I would, I would say you need to go, right? Get the memory, right? Because yeah. even if you blow the test off, you make an F, whatever, or D, whatever, you still pass, right? Yeah. Yeah. But now, if you're trying to become a lord, now it's like, is that a medical exam to get to yeah. medical school? Yeah, you just study. But, 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 like they say, there are C, C student doctors. These get degrees. These <laughs> degrees. I like, think it kind of whatever whatever there is in the world. Example. This might be a bad example. Like, suppose you're flying on like an airline, right? Uh-huh. That pilot might have finished last in this class. Yeah. He's still fast. <laughs> He's still fast. You don't you know. know. You know. He's flying so, around. Someone has to be last. <laughs> he said, oh, "Which oh. way is up and which way's down?" I mean, oh, no. Hopefully, the joke is like they'll probably be flying for Spirit or Frontier, right? Oh my God, <laughs> man! I have a okay. I tell you, experience I had with uh, Spirit. All right. Now, um, this is my first time I've ever flown on Spirit. It was going, it was coming back from uh, Las Vegas, and I've never been that scared in my life. Um, except one, well, yeah. Um, the plane, like I, I was like, oh, let me, the, they don't have any first class. It's like big seats. It's like the little bitty ones. Like I'm talking about, it's tight in there. I was like, I gotta get a big seat. I'm a big guy, so I get the big seat. But the big seat is just like it's nothing really special. There's no, there's no extra amenities for that. Everything you got to pay for, but. Um, the plane was shaking like nobody's business and it scared the hell out of me, like flying down and up. And the guy that was sitting next to it, he was like, um, he said, yeah, this is my first and last time flying spirit. I'm done. I can't do it. Yeah. I had a similar story. I was stationed in Fort Jackson, South Carolina mm-hmm. and my former boss was going to promote a football colonel. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go visit him in Washington, D.C., right? Yeah. It was a frontier spirit, right? I had the same thing. Like I'll never fly this again. I remember like, it was like so horrible. Like matter of fact, I had to got round trip ticket on the, uh, we'll say a spirit or I think a spirit, uh-huh. one of those. So like, I bought round trip tickets, right? Yeah. As soon as I landed, I just bought another ticket on like a regular airline. Right? 
But, but Frontier, I've never had a bad experience on yeah. Frontier. I used to fly Frontier uh, from Colorado Springs because I think they're based out of Denver. So they are. They, they've never been that bad. I, I like them. They were a little top of the line. It made, me, it made me feel like what Alaska feels like now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but Spirit, no. Because Frontier bought Spirit. Yeah. So, yeah, and Spirit is just not my, my cup of tea at all. At all. Can it's like, it. yeah. Yeah. Damn, but you got to change that, though. You would think, I mean, you, you would think that, if you, you know, we got to change some of this customer service aspect of it in order for us to, like, you know, really be a booming budget type of. Just because you're a budget yeah. airline don't mean you need to cut on, expense, you know, some of these customer service things. You know what I mean? And then do you really have to charge $10.29 for a cup of water? Yeah, $10.29. Or if you're carry-on, I think you get one carry-on. Or it, does it cost you for carry-on? I think, I think like, it costs for carry-on, too. Yeah. Crazy, man. So basically, you just want to fly, you know. Yeah. It's making it up, you know, get you had a ticket like from here to Dallas for $29. Yeah. Oh, sir, you have clothes on. That's, nah, yeah. If you fly with clothes on, it's like 50 bucks. That's going to be a little bit more. Yeah. Shit. Hopefully you don't want to eat during that four hour flight. Because Lord, they're going to charge you more money for that. Internet. Oh man, that's a thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't mess with none of it. I don't mess with none of it. You just basically got to get on a plane with just your regular clothes and nothing yeah. else. And just like, yo, I'm, I'm going like Now when I travel, I have like my backpack, I'll carry on. Like I don't mm -hmm. check luggage no more. No, nah, it takes too long, man. Yeah. Shit, man, they, going through security sucks. God. Here's, here's a hack for you. I started uh, doing this a couple years ago. Uh -huh. I, I feel where I, I got this. So I got it from somebody, and I copied it. We're like, when I travel somewhere, I suppose I'm going for seven days. Mm -hmm. I don't pack any underwear or socks or anything. Buy it all I there. buy it all there, yeah. Yep, that's what, it, yeah. yeah, that's what I like to do, because I don't, I don't want to. What's the sense? You know what I mean? Like, I got I try maybe one pair of jeans, a couple of shorts, you know. I need some clothes, I'll buy it there. You know, yep. like I have like boxes at all so many people's houses, right? Yeah. Here's Jason's box, you know. <laughs> Guns back to this shit, right? Don't don't throw Jason's stuff away, you know. That's dope, man. Yeah, that's how I like to travel. Mm. So what's been some of your favorite travel locations? You know, to be honest with you, right now, like uh the, the quickest place to get away from right now has just been Las Vegas. Um, I usually just when I go to Vegas, I don't go there to gamble. I usually just go there jump in the car, I rent a car, and then I drive around all the city, eat at the spots that local people would eat at. I just try to experience it like as a local. I'll even go deliver. Uh, I delivered, uh, what's that shit? Um, God, what is the place they pick up the groceries? Uh, DoorDash? No, not the other one. The other one. The um, um, God, I just forgot it. I know what you're talking about, though. Um, here it is right here. Let me stop bull jumping. Here it is. It is. <laughs> I don't even know the damn name of it. Hell, let me open it up. I got to open the app up and everything. I don't remember. What the hell is it called? Instacart. Instacart, okay. Yeah. Instacart. So, you you know, I do it. I, do, I did it just so I could see it. I had an experience going into the different stores and out there. And I almost got robbed. So, it's yeah. kind of different. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know the area. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you, you, that's why people aren't taking these particular ones. So, you just got to be really careful on that aspect. But it was, it was a different experience, though, yeah. uh, to deliver out in Las Vegas, just to do it. I think the first time I was in Vegas, I was in my 40s, late 40s. I've been like five, six times. Like, uh -huh. I'm a big fan of Fremont Street. I love oh, Fremont yeah. Street, right? Like the old time, yeah. Old, yeah, just old. like the, it's like everything's pretty much free. There's places to drink, yeah. you know, there's all this stuff going on, yeah. free bands and stuff, you know. Uh -huh. The last time I've been there, I went by myself because I was just like, I needed a break. My parents, my kids, everybody said, you need a vacation. It's like, I can't leave work. Yeah. And I went out there and I did experience, I mean, I ate it, the, the, um, the blackout. You know, the blackout restaurant, you can't see anything. Yeah. That's kind of creepy in itself. But it was a good experience. Everything yeah. was vegan. So I like that. Um, I just went to all kind of those little crazy little places that you wouldn't normally go. In my Vegas, every time you go, it's a different experience. Yeah, it is. Always it is. Different, you know? It's an entertainment capital of the world, right? There's Always somewhere. have a good time going. I love it. I love it. I like it. I would live there. I would have a second home there just to uh, 
to visit, go see the shows, you know, because and, and plus from Seattle's like a like two hour flight, you know, cheap quick. We're pretty pretty cheap, you know. Yes. Just fly there for a day, come back, you know. Plus I wanna go I wanna go see Usher, but I wanna see it with a lady. I can't go by myself and go see Usher. Don't, don't sit right with me. <laughs> <laughs> don't sit right with me. Yeah, Vegas is a good city. Yes, it is. I wonder how the experience would have been like seeing the Formula One. So I know it's going to be. Oh, cool. yeah. I heard yeah. 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 And I want to see the spear. Oh, I left the day before they did the whole opening. Of yeah, that. I want to see that. Right. It's mad. How is it? How is it in, in person? I haven't seen it. In person. Oh, you, have, oh, you no, haven't I, seen I it. I want to go see it. Yeah. I want to see it hella bad. They hadn't. I heard they got an experience inside. Too, yeah. So yeah. Next time I get out. I know, like you two did a concert inside. It was like this, this off the wall. Like wow. all this like things like, yeah. Wow, I don't know who came up with that. It was like, yo, let's just do a big giant spear with all these different videos. You can have these high graphics and all that. I mean, can you imagine like waking in the morning, this big spear, like some yeah. crazy stuff going Eyeball on? Eyeball right? looking at you like that. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I still want to experience it. I think I'm going to get out there next year. Go back out. Who knows? Hell, maybe I'll go next week. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Store for me. Yeah. Um, so you talk about your hobbies a little bit. You just do work. <laughs> yeah. I don't really, I don't really have a, um, any hobbies outside of that, man, because it's uh, most of my, most of my capacity of like energy and all that goes into my business at this. this so, moment. so what's your take on this work-life balance thing? Shit, um, I know this has got to be temporary. You know what I mean? Like, I can't work this hard all the time. It's got to be an end goal. It has to be a plan to build towards having a normal, like, hey. So I'll push back a little bit. Okay. So, suppose you meet your end goal. Okay. I don't see you stopping. I think you mean go, you're going to come up with another goal. Like, suppose your end goal is I have like naughty popping star stores as a franchise across yeah. the United States. Yeah. And you're like, something, the market share, whatever your goal is. Yeah. You're going to be like, you're going to have another goal. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Whatever's set in front of me, yes. I, I, I know that I can't slow down. Like, anything that I do, I just keep going and going. Like, of course, there's going to be another goal. But, you know, in this, in my mind at this moment, the goal that I have is, is to spend more time with my family, be able to take them. If I'm able to travel around the world, hell, let my kids be able to come with me. Let them experience that too. Let my family, like that's really what I wanted to take my family, experience those things when I was in Europe as a kid so they can see all the old things that I used to do. You know, that's all, that's all, that's all, that's it. So this guy I follow on TikTok, mm-hmm. um, I can't think of his name. I think it's Jimmy something. He's like an entrepreneur. I give different speeches or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I, he said this a while ago and like really hit me hard, right? So. Like the average American is like to 75 years old, right? Yeah. Post someone's like 55. We're not supposed to someone's 65, right? Yeah. And they live, in, one person lives, the parent lives in Dallas, and, and the state the son lives in like Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. You would think, okay, my dad's gonna die in 10 years. I have 10 years with him, right? Yeah. That's not true, right? You never know. Because even if, even if he lives at 75, 10 more years, what if you only see him two times a year? Yeah. You only have 20 times for them, right? Yeah. It's not 20 years, it's 20 times, right? Yeah. And I think when people, like think like that, like time becomes more precious. Yeah, time is very precious, man. And I start saying that even in my parents, you know what I mean? I'm blessed just that, you know, I'm 45 now, but I'm blessed to have my parents still, you know, living and things like that. And you you see that with age, you see them changing, you yeah. know what I mean? And you see they're not this, you know, my father's not the go after and get yeah. it person anymore like he used to be. And, and that makes you sad, you know, especially when you don't see them having, um, you know, the financial uh, freedom that they should yeah. have, you know what I mean, uh, at that age. And you can see all the mistakes and things like that. You can say all the mistakes, but, you know, um, it just, you know, you don't want them to stop dreaming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like, 
I think the last one anyone wants to see the parent, like, no one wants to see the parent like a, a nursing home that's like yeah. in a rocket chair that's wasting away, so to speak. You know? Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that to happen to your parents, man. You want the best for them. Um, it's just, you know, for, I, I can only speak from a black experience, and that's like most of the time when you pass down money, it's mostly pass up. You know what I mean? Like my parents didn't, my dad didn't create a business. Um, he's always worked for his life. He's always, I've always seen him with two jobs. He even worked. When he was in the military, he's always had something going on. You know what I mean? It's, it's always like he turned that little bit of whatever he had into something. Uh, so I think a lot of the work ethic that came from me just to move through and don't quit. Just, you know, keep hustling through. Because if you can sit through, my, shit, my dad's got so many accolades about uh, working 16-hour days, seven days a week. That's what he does. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like People love it. Yeah, that's, but I, but I see that you're gone from home all the time. You, you know, it's different, man. Yeah, it's, like he's working those hours to provide you like a certain lifestyle. He's missing everything. Same thing with me. I grew yeah. up. I never seen my kids. Like I miss my son's first four birthdays. Miss wow. stuff, you know. Yeah, man. But yeah. I mean, we had a typical middle class lifestyle because the army, right? Yeah. Had to travel to Italy, Korea, different places, you know. Yeah. But is it worth it, right? I mean, yeah. like, fuck. But then, what, what would your kids be? You know what I mean? If you decided not to do that, you know what I mean? Like, so, so it's like a give and take. It's uh, as, a, as I would think, just like the man you. You got to realize that you can't be at home all the time, man. You got to, you know, especially if you're going to try to provide for your, your family, man. Uh, it takes a lot. It takes a special person to still be with you. You know what I mean? And I think I'm a, I'm a little bit, you know, that's where I'm at right now. You know what I mean? So you grew up a military brat? Yeah, man. Military. What's some kid. places you grew up God, in? I've been to uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky twice. Uh, Swainford, Germany. Uh, Fort the, all, the, all the pig farms are fine for yeah man I you know I, <laughs> I didn't nice realize smell. that I didn't realize that when I was that young yeah. uh, we used to do the ball bearing company I don't want to say the name because the name is derogatory if you say it here in the United States so uh, but at that time you know if they make the ball bearings and things like that that was really big out there uh, in Europe it was a good experience and when I was in Europe um, just because of I don't know I um well, back then I used to try uh, to, uh, help people take their groceries up in the high rises. So the military families lived in two big, uh, two different high rises. They were right, like Kaiser Sh- Schlatter Street or some jazz like that. Two big high rises. I think they were like 18, 20 stories. But people would, you know, go to the commissary and they'd come drive, bag it out the cab. But they had all these bags of groceries. So we used to get $2 to help them That's carry nice their bags up. Yeah. Not bad. You know, six, seven years old. Can't beat it, right? What's, how was that? Damn, what was that? I'm trying to think. Yep. So you're an entrepreneur from an early age. Yeah, man. So, you know what I mean? But that was just to buy candy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, I go to the ice cream lady uh, that was in Europe. So, I, I, you know, that experience in Europe was, was different because it felt like, you know, I got to see uh, the milkman and the vegetable man and the trucks come around, drive around and deliver out vegetables and see all that. The ice cream lady is in a regular house to go get ice cream. It's just, you know, so it, it was different. I got the experience. Their culture, per se, you know, we live right in the middle of it. It's crazy. It's different. It was different when I was a little kid. So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to go back. I want to show my kids where I stayed at. I want to show them the, the places I went for, uh, you know, uh, uh, school trips and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what are some advantages or disadvantages of being a military brat? I think the advantages are you get to work with a lot of different, um, you get to experience a lot of different cultures. Uh, you get to see a lot of different people's traditions. Uh, how they grow up, uh, disadvantages, I think, uh, holding on, being able to trust long-term. That's just for me. Like you realize it's harder to hold on to relationships because every three years you're moving somewhere else and you, 
you can be whoever you want to after three years. I can be a new person. You know what I mean? Nobody knows all the shit I did here in this state. And so I, but it doesn't pan out when you get, you become an adult, you know, the relationships, I don't think that you, you hold on is tight. You know what I mean? You don't have long. The plus we're talking about pre-Facebook, right? Yeah. And so like now kids do it. They can connect yeah. on Facebook. My daughter, oldest daughter, Ashley, uh-huh. uh, she keeps in touch with her friends from Germany, Italy, yeah. you know, but it was a different story back in those yeah. days. When someone left, it was like, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That's it. I never seen none of these people ever again in life. You know what I mean? I, I can run past them right now and never know who they are. But now you're right. Yeah, the kids now, they, they can find a friend anywhere. You can, you know, we're going to always be in touch. So, you know. You missed that. That's the only bad part, I think, uh, about being a military kid. And then just, um, you know, those, those uh, issues with uh, just meeting new people all the time. Yeah, this one thing people don't talk about either. Like, of course, there's like people are talking about no deployments, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But people don't like this. Like, I'll use myself for example, right? So, like, my, my three kids are active in sports, different things they did. Their grandmothers or aunts and uncles never saw any of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And same with me and my wife, who never seen our nieces and nephews, anything and stuff, right? We never had Thanksgiving dinner family. Christmas yeah. dinner family is always like, uh, people don't talk about yes. sacrifice. Like, we, we yeah. know, of course, we see them once in a blue moon. We go and travel, whatever. But like, as far as like family stuff, it's like. Yeah, you're different. You're disconnected. Yeah. You're disconnected yeah. from your. Uh, like, there's no big, you know, because you can't afford, like, you're, you're in Germany or Italy. You can't afford to go back to fly, no. you know. You miss out on all that. Three years, I miss out on, you know, I don't see cousins. Yeah. I don't see grandma. don't talk about that. You know, yeah. So you're not as close niche with your family. Yeah. Like. I, sometimes I feel sad about it. Uh, you know, I feel kind of jealous of my cousins. They got to grow up around each other. And they have a better bond and a relationship, yeah. which yeah. something that I can never do. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I didn't know your number. I'm a kid. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Then I get, you become an adult. I'm not really, you know, I'm not focused there anymore because I didn't grow up with that. It's only been yeah. a core of our family in the military. We've been dependent on, that was the only thing that yeah. was solid. That was the only thing that was permanent. You get what I'm saying? Like, when you move here, that's the only thing that stays saying that foundation always stayed the same everywhere you move. One thing that's crazy too, and you, I probably don't remember this when you were a kid, but like, it's like, everyone in the military talk about like, post like your, post your, like your, we'll say your career, right? Mm-hmm. And you traveled, we'll say to you know, Denver, Colorado, where your family's at, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, always one person will say, hey, Jason, um, I'm only 30 minutes away. Can you come drive and see me? No, okay. no, motherfucker. <laughs> I flew 27,000 hours, three kids, you know, like, no, get your fucking lazy ass in your car, drive over here. Right? I'm not driving 30 minutes. It's only 30 minutes. You drove all this way. Come see. No, no. That's one yeah. thing we refuse to do, right? We paid all this money, travel this way. You can, you can drive 30 minutes to come where I'm at. Yeah. Um, I never really, I've always lived uh, for, so far away from family. It's just never been like that hop and a skip. We've only go back to see family like when somebody died. Yeah. Then I'll fly back in. Oh, Sean, I ain't seen you and such and such. I remember when you this big. Yeah. I remember this and that. And then, you know, the next thing you know, after that's all over and the two, three days I didn't see you, then back. Now you're like, now I know why I didn't see you in three years. Well, it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, our family, our family, our family. Now I know not, why I haven't seen you in three years. They're not that bad at all. Uh, but there is like argument and resentment uh, towards, you know, you know, family in some aspect. Like, Not dude, for that me. happened when I was eight years old. You still yeah. mad at me? But yeah. no, 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 me, no. I'm just, I'm just an example. Yeah. Like, you know, damn, like, yeah, I, I stole your candy when yeah. I was eight years old, right? <laughs> Why are you fucking so mad at this, right? In yeah. a life. Yeah, man, but people uh, hold grudges. Uh, and uh, I just think that it, it, life is too, too damn short to be being mad at somebody for years. Yeah. That's all. Uh, we know people don't say wrong things. We know people don't do the right things all the time. But shit, man, at the end of the day, you know, if they ain't destroyed your life, then what, what words mean nothing. 
know what I mean? In that aspect, but you know, anyway. So how you take care of yourself? You know, I try to hit the gym, man. I know I'm still big and all that, but it's hard when you work. Uh, I try to fit it in at night. And the night is kind of, it's kind of different. Um, you know, after working, being there for 12 hours, then, you know, having one hour of like, ah, let me just chill out, let my mind go, and then go into going to the gym. And it's hard to keep, it's like, you, I, it's like almost I want a partner to help me out. But that's what mostly what I would do, man, is just to stay good. I don't, I try to sleep at least five hours a day, maybe six, but it, it's just my natural uh, clock, man. I can't sleep that long, um, especially if there's stress or anything like that is even less. But most of the time, it's like five, six hours. Yeah. I try to sleep. You know, there's studies out there, Sarah, that if you sleep less than eight hours a day, mm-hmm. you're more prone to Alzheimer's and stuff like that. Oh, shit. Who knows, man? I, do you believe that, though? Or is that individual? They say that shit, if you smoke cigarettes, you'll die. Uh, Burns, what's his name? George Burns mm-hmm. smoked a, a cigar yeah. every day of his life until he turned 100. So. I mean, you know what they say? The number one cause of death mm-hmm. is being born. Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> shit, you don't know when your time going to run out, I think. But if you're not hurting folks, then shit. Do we heard the story like George Burns. Like mm-hmm. there's like, like, you know, that lady somewhere drink like a Dr. Pepper, three yeah. Dr. Peppers a day. She's yeah. like 97 or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, what does the doctor say? All my doctors have been dead for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I outlived the doctor. You know, so, is it uh, genetics? I mean, it's, it's all this stuff, right? It's, it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff, but I guess, you know, you can't go do poison every day and think yeah. that, Hey, I'm going to be good to go. It's yeah. just, you know, it's what it is. That's true. And so you've been an entrepreneur some kind of way for three, for three years, right? I mean, three decades. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. And, you know, and I never really thought about it as, in that aspect. It's just Actually, I, more than that, since you're fucking hustling candy and that, shit. Exactly, six, six years man. Old, I, I've sold candy like at school. Years old. Yeah, man. At school, I've done that. I sold lollipops. And, like, I, I, I've always figured out a way to, uh, to make my life, uh, to get the money that I needed. I never, um, you know, my parents always knew that. Like I'd buy in ninth grade, I started buying my own school clothes. My mother wouldn't buy me, uh, she wouldn't buy me no name brand shoes. I had some XJ nine thousands, pro wings. You're like mom, so you want me to get bullied? <sighs> yeah. So mom, you want me to get? You want, oh mom, so you're saying you, you don't Yo, love me no more? You, you want te- me to get beat up? They used to tear me up in school for having them. Uh, and when I played basketball, marking up the gym, um, I was like, I never do this again. I'm gonna, I'll go get my own money, and you know, and that's what I do. And you know, I uh, started bagging groceries, um, shoot, selling products, you know, clothes, whatever I did. I did a lot. So I, every day I had, uh, you know, I would have the good lunch. You know, I, I eat pizza. <laughs> I eat Pizza Hut pizza. I don't eat school lunch. You know what I mean? Have you ever worked for anyone else? Yeah, I have. I've, I've worked for all my life. I've always worked for folks, man. Uh, it's just in between those times, um, I've always had a business. You know what I mean? Uh, shit, I've worked for some major companies. I've worked for Walmart. I've worked for FedEx. I've worked for the county. I've worked for, God, I, a whole host of other things, man. I've done, um, I, but I, but I, I got to the point where I would use people the same way they're using me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if we had a temporary agency, I would tell the temporary, you know, they give you the sound amount of time you take this job and they have like 30, 90 days to see if they like you. If I didn't like the job, I'd be like, Hey, I need something else. Yeah. Uh, could you call me? It works both ways. People don't yeah. get that. Yeah, and and I would work. It kills like, me when companies don't get that. Oh, <laughs> Jason just quit. No tweet notice. No, <laughs> like motherfucker, it's at will. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done. Um, I've I've only I've been fired. I've been fired for. I've worked for uh, 
damn, uh, what's the Rent Renner Center? I've worked for Renner Center. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worked for Renner Center. They fired me on, uh, because I didn't come on a day off. Uh, because they didn't have help. And I was like, damn, my dog had just died. And that's no lie. <laughs> he fired me for that, man. He's an arrogant man- manager. Too. Dude, it sounds like a problem. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're a piss poor plane on your part. <laughs> yeah, but it was a day off and nobody was there. And I said, I'll come in. And I was like, man, I was too tired. But I, and you know what he did? He let me come in the work and try to clock in. He opened the door, unlocked the yeah. door, let me walk all the way in there and try to clock in. It was like, I can't clock in. Yeah. That's fucked up. You ain't that right? Man, people do you dirty, man. People do some dirty stuff to you. But anyways, I digress. But yeah, I've worked for a lot of different companies and I've learned a lot from them. Um, uh, just learning their systems, just looking at how they run things, how you can make them better. So from your point of view, what makes someone a good entrepreneur? What kind of, like, kind of characteristics they need or values or whatever? Shit, you can't. Um, you got to be accountable for yourself. I, I say that in everything. It's like accountable. Like everything that goes wrong, everything that, uh, that you don't succeed, if you do succeed, is all on you. Um, you have to be willing to do what you say. You know what I mean? Like, if you say you're going to do that, do, do, then do it. You know what I mean? And you sometimes you got to do it for free. It's hard to do. Like, you can't make money off of everything that you fucking do. Sometimes you just got to, your time is the most valuable part of it. And that's what I've learned because when I chased after money, when I was building the business all the time, never really panned out as good as I, I wanted it to. But when I started to just really care about the system that I have, and take care of the customer and just do the, you know, everything seems to work out. And on the flip side, what makes someone a bad entrepreneur? Shit, what, not what, showing up for that. Not doing the thing you say you're going to do. Like, shit, hey, you're supposed to be here at 12, and you're not, oh, I'm sorry. Um, ah, we're not going to do it. I'm going to have to cancel on you. Like, that's I've got a lot of my service from just doing my notary business just because I'm, I follow up. I keep, I, you say we got an appointment, you pay, I'm there. You know what I mean? Uh, we guarantee that. We guarantee that. Like, you know? So To uh, me, it's crazy. I, I, maybe just me, but the number of people like make appointments with me mm-hmm. are like, they're like, reach out to me some kind of way. Hey, I want to learn my Kevin's HR. I want to learn my podcast. Yeah. I just want to talk to you, whatever. I send my calendar link, right? You know? And they'll, they'll schedule the appointment, right? Yeah. They'll confirm it. And then they'll show up. And I say, hey, you know, you missed an appointment. Does something happen? Want to reschedule? And like, nothing. Yeah. I have it like 20% of the time. Like, People are scared. Like, it's not hard to just say. But my thing is, like, you made the appointment. You yeah. set everything up. You reach out to me. Like, yeah. and then, like, and, like, okay, it's 15 minutes of my day, but, like, you got to you know, at least stop five beforehand. Like, do a little prayer for Okay, who, I mean, I'm with, I mean, with Billy Bob Johnson. Okay, yeah. I mean, know about him, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just fucking annoying. No, I know. Yeah. I, people cancel all the time. But I just, I just think that, um. People got to stop being scared. If you don't want to do something, just say that. It's, it's easy to, most people will respect that. I respect that. You tell me ex- exactly what you want. Hey, that's all right. You made a decision. I'm not going to get mad at your decision. I'm yeah. just keep moving forward. Just, just say that. Just, hey, I can't make it. I can't do this. There's one, one for you. So, so we'll go, you've, you've had the notary business like how many years? Since 2016. Okay, that time, give a rest estimate. Of how many times you've been told yes and how many times you've been told no? Like shit. what percentage? Like oh. breaking up percentage? All the time? No, I shit, man. And people know. I've gotten told no when I had to come on an appointment. I didn't even get paid. I'm sorry. Nah, I don't want to do it now. So you just um, know in that aspect of business, you just ignore it. You know what I mean? You just keep pushing forward. Um, I, I don't know how many times I've heard no. I've heard yes a lot. Uh, and I've also heard no. I've heard no on... All kinds of stuff. Can't get this contract. Can't get this signing. Can't get this. Yeah, man. So, shit, you just get used to it. 
you get used to what's it. What's been your key like like finding customers? Uh I think my key has been uh just being um being um I think the service that we offer or I offered, I just uh found it made it more convenient in some aspect. And then finding Google, man, to be honest with you, like really uh, showing that I'm a reputable company by having uh, being number one on Google. And you just don't get there by just, hey, you just open a website and all that good stuff. Although you can't pay into their the cash fund, but that too doesn't pan out all the time. Yeah. So I don't have no profound thing to say. <laughs> I thought, you know, I don't have no profound, uh, you know. No, do these three things and you're bringing a million yeah. dollars of business every day. Yeah, man, shit, because every, it's so many different scenarios going into it. But there's always a foundation for it. Yeah, show up, do the work. Uh, you know what I mean? Make a good service, make a good pri- a good price uh, for your time. What's valuable, and then shit should work out. Work in the community. Um, you know, don't give up on yourself. Shit, man. And then just like when people come in and give them a good experience. That's all it is. Like, so many people don't get that right. So many people like don't do that right. Like they don't realize like, like this. No. Get a good. I, I think your product could suck. You could suck. But if you find some a good customer experience, yeah. they're going to give you a chance, right? They're going to they're gonna w- love it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, when you have, the worst thing is, it doesn't matter what the service is. It doesn't care if they have the most immaculate service, but they're like, <sighs> you know what I mean? Showing you attitude, not taking care of you or anything like that, especially when you're trying to spend your money. Like, you're like, I'm never coming back here again. Like, how many times you go like, a, a place of business, mm-hmm. a and, lot. You, and, you, and you walk in there, mm-hmm. and there's someone at the front counter, right? Yeah. And you're waiting to say something, and yeah. they'll... After 10 minutes, 10 minutes, right? They're like, did you want something? Like, yeah. I must have known if you don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I've ran into it where they uh, treat you differently. Come on, man. I'm going to be real with you. Like, uh, I've gone in a, a lot of places where they treat you a lot differently. They don't give you the same respect. Um, that's what I don't like. And then I, uh, I'll call. Well, I do call it out. My money spends the same. Yeah. What's going on? Why can't I get the same service? You said hi. You said this and that. And I, I don't try to bring it up all the time. And, and I know it seems like it's putting a race thing in it. But a lot of people deal with you subconsciously in where their business is located. So if their business is located in a certain environment, everybody that looks like that, they treat that way yeah. because they deal with nonsense a lot of times. So can't do with that all the time because maybe the, cousin, the dude that's in front of you making more money than your whole damn business. Well, you never know that. So why you just don't treat everybody with respect? It's yeah. Very hard. Here's one for you. So like, I'll put this right before I get rest of like, both, like, there's a lot of these folks saying, like, from the Democratic business, like, you know, black-owned business, been mm-hmm. owned business, what are you, what is right? And I think a lot of them, they're like, they provide such horrible customer service, right? They expect, yeah. like, some of them, I'll use that, right? Yeah. Been owned business, and they're like, hey, I'm a rental business, come buy my stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I'll give it a try a couple of times, but after the third try, like, dude, what are you doing, right? Like, they make no chance to improve. Like, there's yeah. a restaurant. Oh, man, I can't remember. It was like, I think it was in Kent, right? It's been owned business. You go there, like, we try to have, all right, go there, like, Take 10 minutes for you to even notice you. Another yeah. 10 minutes you get seated. Another 10 minutes for they come and get your water. Yeah. Fucking orange juice or water down. Food's horrible. Like That's the system. And try two or three times and like, I can't do this no more. And then the guys on Facebook, no one supports me. No one's doing this. Like, you know, yeah. like this, like how do we fix that? Right. Or is it like this? Or do those businesses need to go out of business? For the horrible <laughs> business. But, but, but I think that, um, so when you run in some of those service businesses, People forget that, that you can't put your personality and what you think or what your stereotypes are about a person because you're not, you, you, you're not going to get that. You're not going to give everybody that right customer service that's coming in your door to spend your money. Uh, so 
uh, when when you don't hold the customer. The customer is what's paying everything in your business. If you don't have any customers, you on TikTok, hey, uh, I'm running out. I need people to support me. Why not? But if you're, you got to take reviews, that's not you working on your product. You're not putting out the reviews. Yeah. You're not reading any reviews. You're not, look, you're not looking to improve yourself. You're not looking at the people that you are hiring and how they're interacting with people. It's your product. It starts from the top. If you're the owner, if you're the owner of this business and you're, and, and you wondering why we're not making money and something's going wrong. You should know. You should know what's wrong with your business. You yeah, know? I just think so many, like, you will call, like, no, from the blank demographic. They, uh-huh. they have this attitude, like, you know, I'm, I'm whatever the demographic is. This community should support, should support me no matter what. Even, yeah. my, even my cooking sucks, my product sucks. sucks. No. They support me. No, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's just it's because I'm, I, like, for, let's go, let's take, use your example. So I'm a black business, right? But when you come into my business, you don't, you don't see that. Although there's one room that's not great, but when you come in there, the experience is better. It's clean, smells good. People greet you. Hey, what you need? You know what I mean? Like we get to it. Even if we're with someone, we're always acknowledging folks. We're always taking care of business. Um, and and how hard is that though? Like, cause I know, like I said, you don't know who's coming into your store. You don't know if that person can do a, a review that knows I got a whole bunch of following and they don't like your stuff. And you know, it's gone because your system is set up not to help you. You know what I mean? Anyway, or worse, you give them back customer service. They have like a million followers on TikTok. Yeah, and they post a video of your place on TikTok. Yeah, they will go here again. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. You know what I mean? So but you never know who's gonna walk in, no. or they know, or they and, don't know. Man, people try to start fights with you. Or people start starting ag- you know, things to agitate you, and you got to move past that. I've had people try to demand stuff when we get set forth what we're supposed to do and things. But anyways, I don't want to get too much in those stories because man, it starts. Uh, it really. Gets me upset. Really gets me upset. Yeah. So, is there such a thing as like a national organization for Notary Republic? Yeah, National Notary Association, definitely. Um, they're they're the one. Uh, every um, like mostly all title companies, most anybody that dealing with notaries, they take their uh, background checks. Uh, they have the good training there. They take their signing agent certification. Um, is where you probably want to go if you're a notary. It's a very good place. Very good. Uh, very knowledgeable organization. Wish I was at top. I wish I could be there. You know what I mean? I wish they knew me. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it, you know, just is what it is. Is there like some kind of test you got to take if you're in the Republic? Uh, in Washington State, no. Um, in some other states, So there's yes. like no like national law where you have to take no. a test or nothing? So it's not like, you know, like if you're an accountant or a lawyer, you got to take no, a test. No, I wish there was. There should be one. Um, you know, because basically you can go sign up, spend you a hundred bucks, you become a notary right now, and you can go, Stamping and notarizing all that you want. You're required by law to know what is in those. Um, you're required by law to know how to do a proper notarization. You know what I mean? And do it the proper way. Most people don't read any of that stuff. There's a book right online right now. They don't do it. Can you notarize something? If it's like, like, like Spanish or language. You if you can read it, you got to take that risk as a uh, notary. So if you can read it. You can. We usually we usually use uh, if it's all in Spanish. I'll use Google uh, Lens. It'll you know it'll transcribe all of it into English for you, so you can look at it and make sure that there's a, a notary information there for you. And then you're like, all right, but I can notarize that. So what's the risk a notary takes by signing something that's like uh, definitely uh, signing the wrong person, uh, not understanding but why. What happens to you as a notary? Like you, go, uh, I want you know I've never had that happen. Like what happens so, to like to um, if you get caught, if they if, if you could lose. Let's say if you did it on some real estate signing paperwork, 
and you sign somebody's in their nickname um, or you could, uh, you know, you can be liable for for that because you you sign the wrong person, because if they go down to the, uh, the 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 county clerk or whatever, they can't get they can't get information on their property because their name is not correct. Uh, or if you tell somebody like if you're a signing agent, and you tell somebody, hey, hey, I think you got a great rate here. This is. This is what I, you start doing. You're breaking the law. You can, you know, or are you saying you got a bad? You can't tell someone, hey, Grandma no. Jones, you're getting, you're getting ripped off. No, can't say it. I've seen it. I've seen it at first hand. I've seen it. It's like, Jesus. Somebody is coming through. I used to do mortgages. You, you, so can't, I, you can't say, hey, Grandma Jones, interest rate's no. 5%. This is 37%. No. no. All you can do is be like, is this sure? Hey, are you sure this is what you want to sign? I just say, hey, this is your interest rate. I said, this is your interest rate. This is your loan amount. This is how much you're going to have to pay if you have. Uh, if you have insurance and taxes, and this is how much is from, needed from you, or this is how much is coming back to you. That's it. So you can't say my personal ethics doesn't allow me to. Oh, do you this. can't. You're third party out. You'll be reli- you'll be liable for any commission if you do say that. If they find out they got record of you saying, "Hey, this is a bad effing loan. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are you doing it? Don't do that. Don't sign it. If I was you, don't sign it. Mm-hmm. And it'd be hard, man. It's hard, man. You see, because you know just. Black, black folks, and I can only speak from my experience, and I see it a lot when it happens to black folks. A lot of black people, when they're dealing with, unless they've been really doing homework and all that, end up having bad loans. And I see it. Hell, we used to do when we was doing mortgages. We, but it wasn't just black folks. It was everybody. But black folks usually get, um, aren't as educated on understanding the whole, all the paperwork, and they get put in these loans because, hey, the, you know, it seems good. My, 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 my payment's going down lower. But hell, you but know. You, but you have ten works a year of payments. Yes, yeah. but then yeah, but then look at look at all the fees. Yo, this dude is getting fifteen thousand. We can't. I don't know if you can do that now. Shit, I know when when I was doing mortgages, you can get the front end and the back end, and you didn't have to disclose the type of interest rate you were getting to them. So you can automatically get an extra point, two, two, three points off. God. So, hopefully you remember this. But mm-hmm. tell the story about when you went to this one place and they, they offer you some water. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, uh, so I was doing a signing, um, like kind of rural area down in Olympia off the beaten path. And, uh, so I went in there, the house was kind of dirty. She had a creepy son there still. Uh, and, um, but that's, that's, that's besides the point. And she was like, she was, she was ranting and raving about this well water. She's like, man, they got the best well water here. That's the only water I ever drink. And it tastes so crisp and fine. There's nothing in it. I was like, oh, wow. That's one. She's like, you want to try it? I was like, damn it. All right, fine, fine, fine. No problem. I'll, I'll try it. You know, because she's talking about it and I don't want to be rude. And she gave it to me. She gave me some of this well water in a dirty cup, like a dirty cup. I was like, damn, I'm looking and I'm like, oh. So you can see the dirt in the cup. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I was like, God, dog, man. And I'm not trying to be rude. So I was like, oh my God, this is good. And I set it down. She's like, what, you done with it? It's like, yeah, you know, it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm done with it. She just grabs my cup and just casually starts drinking. Like nothing. I, I, wish I, see, I wish I could see the look on your face. Oh my God. I, I, I told her, I was like, I can't believe she's just drinking. I know she just did not just Some drink. Random, and not like your son or no, daughter. No, or, it's or just a lady I never knew. A random person. A random lady. I'm, sign, I'm doing a notary right at her house. I didn't know. I was doing a sign. Was this during COVID or pre-COVID? Uh, before COVID. Okay. Because yes. I want to. Yeah, it would be even better story yeah. during COVID. Oh, it happened yeah. during COVID. It's nah, even better story. I'm like, <laughs> like, holy. No, but it, it tripped me out because I couldn't believe it. I was like, are you kidding me? But there's some weird stories doing signings, man. Weird. So story. tell another story. You have some great stories. God, man, I've had one where, um, uh, God, I've had it where um, people have uh, 
guns and shit while they be at the table. I've had one where the guy was being so irate. Like when I get in there, I showed him like I break, I do the breakdown of the uh, closing disclosure. Like in a he's like, what is this? I was like, you know, take a look at that. He's like, these fees, this is bullshit. Like, he's doing, he's like, this is bullshit. I can't believe they lying to me. They're trying to take $5,000. And he calls him and he is going ballistic. Motherfucking this and this, you motherfuckers are scamming and this and that. And then he, and, and why he's doing all that, he goes like this. He said, pardon me. He said, don't be alarmed. This is a replica handgun. He pulled his big ass gun out. Like, I'm done. Like, it's got to be. I'm like, this motherfucker got a dirty, hairy gun. And I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to get out of here. Like, my, I'm sitting like this. The door is right here. He's on that side. I'm like, holy shit, I got to get out of like, here, as man. As soon as he turns around, I'm yeah, ghost. I'm, I'm going. Like, I, if this dude makes any intention of pulling up, yo, we're going to have to fight to the death in this bitch. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it's scary in that aspect. Uh, and then I, I still end up signing him because I got paid a lot to do it. Um, I've had one where the guy dressed like a woman. At the door, it really surprised me. That was different. And I end up leaving that place because, uh, so I go, I go to the door and then he opens the door. He has the eyelashes on and stuff. And I, you know, I don't mind. I don't care. That ain't, there's nothing that I have no judgment on it. I sit down at the table to do uh, the signing. I go through, do all the, get the IDs, check the documents and all that. And then I start going through it. Cause like while they're reading, I'm flipping through the pages. Like I'm fast. I'm good at what I do. Uh, and then he stops. He's like, hold on. He said, we're going to wait for you. I'm like, I'm like, what are we talking about? He's like, yeah, it's too loud. You're making it too, it's making it too, too, too this and that, whatever. I said, sir, I'm just doing my job, but all right. So I go, I'm, I literally, I, I do it like halfway, like, shoo, shoo, like not even loud. Stops again. Hey, uh, I, 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 we're going to wait for you to get done. And if not, uh, you know, we're just going to wait. And I just stop. I said, sir, we're not going to do this no more. I said, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to get somebody else to sign for you. Cause we, you don't want anything to escalate when you're in somebody else's house, man. I've, I've learned that you don't, you don't want to, you don't know what people got guns. Everybody in their mama got a gun when you're in their house. You know what I mean? But you do learn some intimate details about people. When you're sitting at their home, you learn so much from just sitting at a table and Having them go through signing. You find the dynamic out of a family. You find out how they live. I see your whole life yeah. when I'm doing your thing. I know how much you make. Everything. Yeah, I know everything. I've seen it, man. I, and I've been into some people's homes. I've been in some very rich people's homes. I've been into uh, surgeons' houses that's like, damn, this looks like a compound. I've seen how much he made a, a, a fucking month. It's crazy. I've seen that. How much, it's just, I, I, I run into so many different types of people in, you know, different lifestyles. It's, it's, uh, it's very unique. So you get to experience that. So you learn a lot. Uh, and most of the time I did all this signing just to go through the fear of not just being, you know, sitting back and not doing anything else with my life. You know what I mean? Like, um, I got injured. So that's what pushed me through it. I was like, I'm going to force myself through this and, and meet different people. And, you know, that's how I'm able to talk to so how does one become a notary public now? Shit, right now you can go. We can get you. I can sign up right now. Hell, all you need is a hundred bucks. You know, a hundred bucks. Uh, you do the, um, you pay the fees there, get you a bond, and you're on. Get your ten thousand dollar bond, which run you about sixty bucks, and then I think it's forty five now to uh, to apply for your notary, and that's what a, um, and that's what a uh, online um, endorsement. And then that's it. You ain't got a. 
you they say when you take that oath, you're supposed to be required to um, uh, know the notary law. But if you don't, you know, most people don't do it. It's nothing required. If it's not required, nobody going to do it. They're just going to keep doing bad notaries. I think most people that think of notary public, they think something from 1890s, 1910s. Yeah. How has like notary public kept over the modern age with all the tech investments? And God, stuff? man, uh, you know, the COVID accelerated it, that uh, remote notarization. Like, uh, uh, I think um, um, Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia was the first uh, state in the nation, or was it, yeah, Virginia, first uh, state in the nation to be able to do remote notarizations online. Uh, and then it happened in Washington State in March uh, 27th, 2020. And a week later, I had an a online notary ready. I had to build that from scratch. Nobody else. I built it from scratch to have a little bitty platform. I, re, I just went through my old websites and saw it uh, the other day, what the old website used to look like. I actually built that from scratch to make it work. And so what's the future of notary republics? Is there still a thriving industry? Is it going to go away? What yeah, do you think? Nah, notary's never going to go away. Uh, there's always going to have to be somebody to verify documents. Man, notary is what helps move money. You can't move no real estate transaction without no notary. Maybe you could do it with a lawyer and things like that, but a lawyer's not, you know, it's not, it's out of my league. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, for notary public, yeah. Signings are always there uh, to move money. Um, the online thing will probably even get better as it goes on, but I don't know if it'll be doing it as complex as like power of attorneys and things like that, not least in the short term. Long term, I think like really quick things, like one or two uh, notarizations, one or two people real quick. Simple. I think that's going to be uh, the next uh, online type of uh, notaries. And you have like partnerships, like different law firms that do notary stuff um, for them? Yeah. Um, so what I do is, man, is like since we're the number one uh, uh, notary out here in Tacoma, uh, we get a lot. We get a lot of like traffic. And then I built up, uh, you know, our, our, uh, our uh, I can't even think of the word, but, you know, I built up our reputation over the years. So I get a a lot of repeat customers. I don't have like a lot of lawyer offices already have notaries inside, but like if they need a mobile notary or something like that, then they'll hire me out. You know what I mean? Like they'll call me up and have me go do some work. Like I need somebody, you know, cause they're not going to have their paralegal that just works in the office, go drive out the 10 buck two yeah. to go do a notary. So they'll pay somebody like us. Um, but I like, I'm in with the hospitals out here. So we're like the number one vendor in those hospitals, but I don't have any contracts or anything like that built with any firm. Is there any difference in the legality of a of a of a mobile one and signing in person, or is it still the same thing? Uh, no, uh, the remote, uh, the remote, and uh, so the difference between the remote and in person. Remote, you they still they both still have the basic foundation would be you have to be in front of the person in order to do the notarization, right? So I gotta I gotta see you on video on remote. It's audio video capabilities. I gotta see you on uh, and you know and then in person is just in person. The only thing I think that's different more on uh, the online portion is that when you do the notarization, it's only legal in the digital format. So, you know, you can't really like, you can't like, uh, like notarize this document online and then take it out and then go try to notarize another person's signature okay. in person. Like it's only legal in that particular setting that that document is only uh, legal in that ass in that instance, that moment that you're doing the notarization that doc, whatever happens in that. So if you got two people signing and things like that, I don't know if you, if I'm, you know, coming up, if you understand what I'm saying, like, uh, but, but it's, uh, the notarization on a remote is that um, it's only legal digitally. Okay. All right. So it, it's up to the receiving party to say, Hey, we accept that. Has this ever happened? Like, Oh, you know, or something. Mm -hmm. The person signed it. Mm -hmm. They come back two days later. 
I, I didn't mean to sign that. Uh, no. What happened to that? Can it be undone? Or something? No, you right. can't. It's nothing you can undo. Okay. Uh, it's theirs. The record is the record. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, you can go back and fix it. You can like, oh, we can do another notarization or like, if you don't turn the document in, it's never, it's like it never had a notarization, but the record's always going to be there. Like, how do you charge? Like, is it based on number of papers in the document or like, how's that? Uh, depending on, it's so like mobile is a lot <clears throat> different. Mobile, you can charge, you know, whatever you were agree upon. Uh, like we tell you up front what the cost is going to be. We build a travel fee into our prices to go out there because we guarantee our notary to be there. Like we're going to show up. We'll give you your money back. We, that's how we are. Uh, that's our guarantee. We tell everybody on the phone. Yep. Money back guarantee if we don't show up. Like, uh, cause that's what you're paying for somebody to show up and do what they're supposed to do. What's the farthest you've gone from? Oh, shit. I've been, oh, man, the farthest I've been is, uh, what's it, Port Angeles? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Port Angeles. And I've been up in the mountains. I think I've been out the Sequoia, not Sequoia, but, um, God, what is it? Clay Elm? No, not Clay Elm. It's right, but Pat, right when you try to, um, it's right before you, like, you either go, when you're going to, uh, what's the damn uh, city in, in the mountains that is the uh, Leavenworth? Uh, like, Leavenworth. It's, a, it's a city before you get to Leavenworth. You got you to turn in through the city. I forgot what the name of the city is. Okay. Way out there. <coughs> and do you happen to know how many notary republics there are in the United States? Shit, I don't know. It's got to be. got to be 100,000 or so. Got to be. It's got to be that many. Um, you say Washington doesn't have a test. Just do it. All the, do other states have tests too, or, or, or no? Some of them do. California has one. Colorado has one. I think Texas has one. Um, I think Florida might even have one. Um, um, yeah, man, Washington doesn't have one. I wish they did. Shit. Why not? Like people wouldn't be making these mistakes. You'll help out your, uh, you help out your, um, like your real estate market, right? If you, if everybody knows how to be on the same thing when you're recording these documents. And a lot of times, I think that's what was happening during uh, COVID. You got all these new notaries coming in here doing signings, and they don't real they don't read the law. They're signing people in their wrong names. I bet that's a, probably was a big issue. I remember one of the one of these title companies that I had to use had to go back through all their documents and and re uh, redo some things because of that. Is there a document you had notarized that you notarized for someone, and you thought to yourself, of course you didn't say nothing, right? You thought to yourself, this doesn't need to be notarized. Like, yeah, uh, for the most part, um, when we do, when if something doesn't really need to know be notarized, let them know. Like, this doesn't even need a notary. Like, I can stamp it, but it's not, doesn't have a notarial act on it. It's not going to be a legal notarization if you have to take this to court. But most people know if they're going to take something to court. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I just need to have something notarized. All right, fine, we'll notarize it. You know, you're not absolutely, you're not necessarily supposed to do it. It's like a gray area, but well, I don't know if it's a gray area. It's just, I think as long as you disclose what it is, like, tell them, like, it's not a legal notarization. I, we always tell people if they want a notarization, it's not a legal notarization. You don't really need a notarization. It would only be up to you to decide. What are some like most common documents people get notarized? Uh, most common is going to be like uh, power of attorneys, uh, trust. Uh, there's going to be uh, like right now we get a lot of vehicle um, vehicle loss affidavits. In Washington State, we do those a lot. We probably like, I don't know. They they uh, then we do apostasies too, and they know it's down there at the state uh, at the Secretary of State. Hey, Shante, how you doing? <laughs> And do you like give repeat customers like kind of like like you know nine notaries ten point free anything like that or no I mean because it's such it's such uh, the notary side is very is not very lucrative in the sense of like you got a big price point you know what I mean very small price point you have to sell it on the other services the mobile is going to be more the uh, the uh, remote notarizations they do cap out on some aspects but yeah. 
the, the mobile notaries where you're going to make the most money at. But that's why when you have a brick and mortar, it's easy if you ran it from home. You know, if I ran the business from home, I wouldn't have to worry about all the overhead. So when you, my situation is that now I got all this, I got a brick and mortar. So I got to make money with the brick and mortar. If the notary's not bringing enough money, we got to have a correct service in there to uh, compromise, you know, to, uh, 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 at least I can't, I'm right there, that word I'm missing, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, uh, to run alongside. Is there like a time period in the year where like you get less, less business? So it's pretty even throughout the year. Uh, for notaries, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, every day we get somebody that needs a notary. Like there's thousands of notaries go tens of thousands of notaries every day. It's just, we want to try to grasp all of them to come in, you know, and want into our pool. But, um, for the most part, yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's every day. I, there's not, it, it, it never seemed like it was like dead in one because of notaries, but every day it's always just been, it's a steady stream of people that come in. And so I said this last time, but you see AI taking over notaries? Man, I can see, I can see the AI doing in remote notarizations. Like I've had some ideas about it. When you ask me, I, like, I have thought about it a few times. Um, I think like doing the checkup on the IDs and all that, be able to, you know, check all the stuff on the ID and reference it back to whatever state or whatever it is to make sure that ID is good and valid and things like that. I think that's where AI is going to take off the most part, being able to verify folks a lot. Easier. There's something crazy. Like you need to imagine the future, like someone goes to a notary yeah. and remote notary and like some, a drone comes there. Yeah. They fucking, they scan <laughs> the eyeball. Oh yes. You're Jason Cadmus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, man, you know what? There could be something like that because I think the, because uh, there's a problem that happens a lot that we run into. This is and this is like when we go to sometimes sometimes that people are living in these you know retirement homes. They don't have IDs, like, and they're too they've been bedridden for so long they can't go get one. State needs to have something right there where you can you can actually have somebody legally go in there, get them get them an ID and all that set up, get all their documents right there with them, and then you know. That would save a lot of people uh, because what happens that some families, like their parents have been there so long, they don't have no ID and things like that. And they can't get this document notarized to pay their bills. And so you're like, damn, you got to have an ID. So you're going to have to wait three, four weeks to get this. And then, you know, so. Really good story. In the United States, you know, people always have ID on them, right? Yeah. So um, I went to Vietnam with my friend Kevin, his wife, right? Back in September 1st, 10th. Uh And first day there, we get a hotel room. And I, you know, I have my passport, my ID card. Like, what are you doing? I need my passport. No, just leave in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. No one in Vietnam has ID. Yeah. Like, no. So I'm in Vietnam, like all kind of random places by myself. Like, no ID, no passport. What? It's like, it's like no one has, you know, you know like, like, no, because you might get pickpocketed, right? Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know the name of the hotel. If something happens, just name the name of the hotel. You know, you know, like no one carries it around. Like, Wow, and, and of course, the first I'm like, what the fuck am I doing, right? Because you're so ingrained <laughs> in the States, like, always have ID. And it's like, yes. no ID. Like, you walk up to any random bar, you know, don't ask for ID, you know. Damn, like you that. just go in and just say, hey, just, hey, I'm just popping it. Don't matter what age you are, right? Yep. Yeah. Damn. Yep. You know, I guess it's a little bit different. I guess it's a little bit different. I, I would love to go out to these, uh, to some other countries, man. I just haven't had a chance to do it, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the, um, what's the future plan for your company? Shit, right now, uh, the future plans is, uh, like, I have to switch it over um, and add shipping and printing. Are you doing that through UPS? Doing it by Man, yourself? I'm going to be able to do UPS, FedEx, DHL, and the post office. Um, I, I'm just fortunate that I'm able to get, uh, you know, get this opportunity. Uh, you know, it came in the nick of time because, man, things are, like, switching so fast for me. Um, 
before, like where, where I'm located at, there's nothing else that's there. All right. So th- we're the only like little store that will be able to take uh, packages in like that uh, because I don't know why they got rid of everything that's on the hilltop and downtown and on the north end. There's nothing else. Everything else is further away. Uh, but I wasn't able to get a UPS store or authorized shipper because I was I was 0.2 miles too close to. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, man, it sucked, sucked. Uh, same with FedEx. They had uh, uh, a Walgreens on the corner. Didn't get them FedEx. And then, I don't know, uh, God done put stuff in my life and made it work. One thing you need to figure out, you need to figure out how to get those Amazon lockers from man. outside into your into your building. God, man, it, it's, it's good. They don't even pay you for that. You know that? I didn't know that, no. No, they just, it's, it's a revenue. It's the drive customers in. And believe it or not, that one stays packed. You can't even, it's packed like nobody's business. And it's always busy. Uh, It's so busy sometimes. I mean, why take the risk of having a package leave your house? It might get stolen. You just go to Amazon Locker. It's a new thing now. It's a new thing. Uh, I think uh, even a lot of the companies are getting onto it. And I think that the opportunity that I'm going to be, you know, getting exposed to, I think that's part of uh, where I think the industry is going to go, especially if they're trying to compete against Amazon. I mean, especially delivery. So the shipping business, that means you're going to be able to, uh, people able to go in there all place like 24-7? And- uh, not 24-7. So what we'll do is uh, like, we do like you, are you speaking like more like mailboxes and yeah, things like that? Yeah, yeah but not 24. We'd be able to do doing business hours exactly. and things like that. Uh, we, have, we haven't set up, but I don't know. We, we haven't set up correctly for uh, that type of service yet. Uh, just, you know, takes a little bit more uh, security in order to set up that type of service. Um, but I see that you'll be able to drop off your packages really smooth. We're two, we're, there's two major hospitals there. Not everybody wants to drive all the way to Timbuk to real yeah. quick to drop off the packages when I can just drop something off literally two minutes away, a minute away. Uh, we just had a perfect location. I just think that it didn't work out. It, I wish I would have did it three years ago. But, and how are you going to let people know about this new service? Uh, man, we're trying to advertise right now. Uh, we do a lot of stuff on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and then, uh, I do, you know, I got signs out, but that's not, that's not enough. Uh, I need to get out here and, um, uh, pass out some flyers, but, uh, I had, I, 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 uh, next door, we have that restaurant, Southern kitchen. I have them pass, uh, you know, I did their marketing on one of my, uh, little, um, what is it? Four by seven inch, mm-hmm. um, cards. And, you know, I put my, my information on the back of that and Hey, if you just give them out, I did it to them, gave it to them for free. And so you're going to have all the new stuff, you know, you're going to have to hire some more people. Yeah, yeah. man. It's just in, in the short term, it's very difficult at this moment because I had to make this transition really, really quickly. Uh, so it's, uh, I do need to hire some more people. Yes. And so what type of people are you looking to hire? Like college students, part-time? And well, yeah, I, I'm starting like, what are you trying to look God, like? man, it's hard to replace my father. You know what I mean? Like that type of, um, you know, even though he doesn't know everything, you know, and, can't, and not really computer savvy, but the, when people come in and talk to him and, you know, they experienced that. They like that. People stay there for yeah. hours just hot, talking to my dad and things like that. So, you know, to... He definitely has a, what's called a charismatic personality. Yes, man. And, and so, so, you know, like taking that experience away kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Like, it's like taking a heartbeat out of uh, a company. But I think that, um, I think it's got to be different ages. Uh, it's got to be, you know, um, and it's, it's got to change out of the, um, still keep the core um, uh, uh, foundational uh, values for the company, but just moving into a different, you know, personalities and people that really want to do something and help it, help it a, a, a creative environment. So someone who's good at customer yeah. facing stuff. Yeah. Customer, customer service stuff, able to do some admin stuff and able to multitask, you know what I mean? Really fast. Cause I think that um, we're going to be really busy. I think. 
And what do you have a process in mind yet? How you gonna hire this person? Are you gonna hire one person, two people? God, I don't even mind my hiring process. I used to I used to have my sister hire folks, man. It's just it's easier. And she would get the great people because that's her experience. Yeah. But me, I'm like, uh, talk to you. Oh man, you sound good, man. Yeah. Come on. And and sometimes that doesn't work because I'm not looking. It's harder for me to hire. That's why I would hire a company like you that yeah. be like, hey, hire all, you know, do all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. So what's your goal with all these businesses? Like increase revenue stream, increase something else? Or well, first, yes, create revenue stream, um, um, then be able to open up other uh, locations for it because I, I see an aspect for it and then be able to uh, make this notary thing, uh, be able to be the be be the, the brand that you call, like when you think about notaries at any time. Like I, I see a vision for it, having these hubs, being able to dispatch out, Having, you know, uh, you know, having notaries be able to be supported, getting their prints out, things like that, uh, being able to do all the stuff that you need to do, but doing it in an efficient manner and smooth. And it's it's not it doesn't feel like anything that's normal. It's, it's just a great experience. That's what I, so I just another idea. So Conte has a space where he works at. He's, he's trying to figure out what to do with it. Right. Uh-huh. I think they used to do CPR classes. There. Yes. So ideas we had were like maybe I took a photography studio, uh-huh. arts and crafts. I just had an idea. This might be the one right here. Okay. An internet cafe. Yeah. I, I, for real. Some kind of co-working space, an internet cafe. Yeah. People. Yes. Because like the junior high is right across the street. Yeah. I think it could work. I think that any of that could work. It's just, hell, in the short time, I need some, you need some big, you need some money to make those type of renovations. Yeah. And then I got to think, you know, I got to have the security for it. It's a very good idea because that's something that, like when I said moving like, maybe having food or coffee mm-hmm. or something there, uh, having that experience because then it would open it up. I've seen the model before. I've seen, I've seen that type of model where they have, they had ice cream and coffee yeah. and then they had all this other different stuff. So, yeah. And you, you and your, your place of works in, in the hilltop area. Yeah. Yep. And so do you live in the same area or you live somewhere? No, else? I live, I, I live in city, um, but I live in university place. Okay. That's know. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I used to live in Tacoma. I used to live right on the waterfront. So Hilltop, can you look up the history about that if you can? I know Hilltop's like, you know, kind of, if I'm honest, I come over the poor economic areas. Yes. It's like, it's getting gentrified now, so to yes. speak, right? Yes. It's doing light rail. Like yes. Light rail change. Once the light rail, then it changes up. Once sound yeah. transit touches your, your uh, part of your neighborhood, yeah, it's pretty much over for you if you think you're going to afford to live there yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, you know, white hippie, you know, Papo Chico yeah. stuff so, comes in, you know. Yeah. So you just try to, you know, you try to, you, you see what's happening. So you try to hold on as a business owner to, you know, to keep sustainable and keep that, 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 that same core uh, foundation that, that, that's, you know, that's been in the community for a long time. Southern Kitchen, um, there's uh, barbecue spots, there's uh, the Fish House. Those, those are staple places that have been on the hilltop in that area for a long time. Um, it's just that you start seeing like the core businesses get pushed out, especially on MLK. Um, you know, you don't see a lot of black businesses. There's like, I forgot my man's name. That, oh God, I know his name. That does the suits there. Uh, there's barbershops. So it's like two barbershops over there in that area. Um, there's a vegan um, uh, food store. Like, I don't know them all personal, but I've yeah. always, I've been in everyone's store. You know what I mean? I always go and try to show my face there. Plus yeah. I do, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. Back to your hiring person. What are you doing in this situation, right? Because this happened to a friend of mine, right? Okay. So I'm going to presume the person you hired has to be on site, right? Yeah. What if they say, I can only take the job if remote? You could possibly do that. You could do, do a lot of admin stuff on that aspect mm-hmm. if you have the system set up. Uh, and so that would be, you know, 
I thought about that too. And then be able to answer the phones and be able to relay that, but you still would need to have somebody in the office because people are going to call. Yeah. You, you can do that. You can do that. just only a certain task. And, yeah. And, and that's when I thought about like outsourcing it, maybe having all uh, like people handle all the customer service when they call in. But man, my, from my experience, I've never, I, I've, you know, like I get people from the Philippines, not saying anything wrong with it, but it's just that the communication barrier is a little yeah. different. You know what I mean? Like I might think, you know, say a word that might mean something different to you. Your yep. understanding of it is different. So, you know, you're going to make me upset because yeah. you're not, you're not answering me. Like, I don't care about that script. You know, yeah. oh, I'm helping you, sir. How are you doing? I, I, I'm sorry to hear that. I understand. No, no, you don't understand what I'm going through right now. Yeah. Don't, you know, I'm losing money because this is down. So how do you understand? You know what I mean? So it's, it's different. And that's just one little scenario, but that's why I never chose to like outsource mm-hmm. that. And then, because it's good prices, don't get me wrong. The price is just right. You're like, damn, you can work them like this and, yeah. and all that. And the price is just right. But uh, it's just what kind it's of customer English, service. But it's not really English. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And you can tell. And that, that, that turns people off, you know what I mean? Off your business. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I just think that you have to, if you're going to outsource like that, you just got to find the niche where it's going to work, right? Yeah. Where people are not going to mind people not understanding completely what, what, what's, uh, what's being What's something about being a no republic that most people don't realize? Oh, golly. That you just, I would say that you're responsible for a lot of things. Um, they play down no, being a notary, man. Everybody just, oh, a notary is just the person who just checked your ID. That's all, that's all it is. That's it. It's that super simple. You don't have to read anything. You don't have to put any, you don't have to learn anything else. I think that's, uh, that's that's uh, one of the things about being like people just think it's signing. That's it. So someone comes to you and says, "Hey, I want to be a no republic." Mm-hmm. You tell them, "Okay, you don't want to do this," or like, no, I tell. Or you I tell, tell them, "Hey, like, what do you tell them to do?" I tell them, "Yo, great, all right, no problem. Uh, you just got to, uh, you know, anybody can become one. You know what I mean?" They say, "How is you didn't need any school?" The first thing that everybody asks me, like, "How hard is it to become one?" It's not. I tell you, it's not. You can hundred bucks do it right now. All right, but most people don't know, want to be a regular notary. Most people want to be a signing agent. And to be a signing agent, you got to have a notary. And like most people, they want to make the money. Like it's not all glitz and glamour. That's a whole different industry. And you got to be really good at what you do or, you know, be in the right system. General notarizations, I say, look, you got to learn about it. You got, to be a good notary, you got to learn about being a good, you know, to be, uh, you got to learn the law. You got to learn all this stuff. Uh, to be a good signing agent, I think you got to be a good notary. How do you take payments? Uh, I take it through. I take we do. Uh, we use uh, Square. Square. Yeah, I use the tra- man. I've been with Square and for a long time. Someone Venmo you or cash yeah, app you? Uh, they can. I, I think they can cash app one Square. Okay. I don't do Venmo too much of those 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 ones like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can do Apple Pay, Google, uh, Android Pay. Take everything you know in store and all that. Oh, yeah, and even shit, I can take it off my phone now. They got to you know. Got the NFT or NFC or whatever. Yeah, you can take tap cards, all that right from your phone. You don't need no scanner or anything. What's your advice to someone who's like thinking about starting their own business? Uh, in, in the field, I say that uh, it's going to be harder than whatever you think it is going to be. Just, just go ahead and 10 times that and then just say that it's 10 times harder, but I'm going to get to work. You know, if you're ever going to get to your dreams, you got to work, man. You got you to gotta know that it's going to be a tough road. Uh, not all of it's going to be glamorous. It's going to be times where you like thinking 
It's they, I thought it was bullshit. You know what I mean? It's going to be times where you're like, damn, I just want, I don't want to do this shit no more. I don't, why, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? You can lose all your shit. But do you want the dream? Is that dream your, do you want it? Like, are you willing to pay whatever price it is for obtaining, you know, uh, success? So watching someone become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Watching somebody become an entrepreneur? No, why, why should someone become an entrepreneur? Shit. Um, let's think. Shit. To be free. Like to, to have your own time. To, to risk your life for a job that for yourself. Like put you in all kinds of situations for money. You know what I mean? You can be a security guard and you know what I mean? And get, get your head blown. You know what I mean? You can get just for like $12.50 an hour. Um, you know, you can, you know, so I say that if you want your own freedom, um, but with all that, it, it's, it's going to be hard, man. It's not easy. And that's the problem. It's not glitz and glamour. It's fucking dragging your knuckles, missing out on your kids. It's fucking like not knowing if you're going to have enough. Like making the choice of you can't get paid before the people that work for you. It's making the choice of like, you got to try a new service, even though you don't fucking want to do it. You got to change courses a thousand fucking times if if you need to. Like, it's not an easy journey. And I don't preach the easy journey because it ain't been easy. It's been fucking hard. But fuck, man, I don't think I'd do anything else, man. I can't go back to somebody else telling me, hey, you got to go do this. For this, you know what I mean? Put your life on the line. See somebody get killed. See some, like, shit sucks, man. You know? Um, so, but I, I think it's worth it, though. Like, at the end of the day, it's worth it. It's worth the time they experience to get you, to, get you through. Like, you, you remember when you fucking was having the worst time of your life. You remember when that service didn't work. You remember those things. That builds you up into the, the person that you are, the business person you're going to be. When you are successful, that you don't bumps in the road or nothing. So follow follow question. Mm-hmm. Why should someone not become an entrepreneur? Shit. If you want you want to have it easy. <laughs> Shit, if you just don't want to do nothing, you want somebody else to run you to have your time, fucking do it. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you just want it easy and you just want like it's easier to work for somebody than it is to work for yourself. Because you're accountable for everything. You know what I mean? Like when you go to work, you just show up, do what I basically do. You can half-ass it. They still going to pay you that amount every hour. But when you're a business person, you half-ass, you might not get that deal. Shit, you might not get that deadline done. You know what I mean? You half-ass, that customer might give you, you know, whatever. Uh, You know, destroy all that you built. So um, that's why, you know, I say if you don't want to do all that, you're not willing to, to fight for your dreams, then shit, you know, go ahead and work for somebody else. Not saying you can't get it through somebody else, but, you know. So on a weekly or daily basis, like how do you make sure you focus on things that are priority one or two versus priorities number 10,001? What is affecting me right now? What needs to be changed? What needs to be changed for me to make the progress? So if meaning that I got to step into a different website and I got to build one, then I have to do that because I know that I need a system that needs to take place uh, in order for me to keep my business open. So you got to make those choices. That takes precedence over everything. You got daily duties that need to be done for the business. Those need to be done. You know, if it has anything to dealing with how the customer is going to continuously come into and experience your business, then you got to make sure that those things are taken care of. Right. And that's how I prioritize things. Like, You know, this needs to be taken care of immediately. 
So suppose you have something in your list. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, suppose your list is like one to one to twenty, right? Okay. Usually you knock out one through ten every day, right? Yeah. But the things on your list, the things you list from eleven to twenty have been there for six months. Yeah. Like you take them off your list, you keep them on there. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Like you have enough for six months, obviously it's not important. So yeah. why why keep yeah, it on? Yeah, true, true indeed. True indeed. I think I push a um it depends on how how uh, if it's not affecting the bottom line right then, I think then I think then it's a necessary thing to keep them back. For instance, like I'll make videos for um, a training program. I got a whole bunch of videos, but I still have them stored right because I haven't gotten around to editing or I haven't like, that takes a lot of time. And then it's not necessarily, I need it right now. But I think that like, let's say when I do have the club, when I do put my whole training program with videos and all that, I have it. Like I have the videos I have, I'm talking the whole book I wrote. I'm talking all of the, the point talking points and things like that. So. So. Let's suppose someone's been in business. We'll say X amount of years. Right. Yeah. And things are not going well. Right. Mm-hmm. They keep on losing money, whatever case it be. Yeah. Is a time where someone should like stop. Yeah, I guess, man. But shit, man, I, I'm, I don't think like that. I don't I can't turn it off. <laughs> I can't like my shit. The shit has to actually, they have to take it from my hands in order for me to, for shit to stop like I absolutely have to have nothing there has to be no other option and I don't think like that I always think that there's a way to make it now let's say if I was in basket weaving and shit just I ain't making no sale then of course I wouldn't do it but if you're making sales on something there's a, there's something that you miss maybe the system's not right maybe the marketing's not right maybe you don't have the right services that aren't right like there's ways to get around it but you know that's just me you know, I don't I'm fucking I don't quit man I just this is just part of who I am I don't know how else to do it. I, I, I'll fucking go through all of it. I go through all of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what's something like when you first started your notary business, mm-hmm. what's something that you were like, you were back there like, man, this is kicking my ass, right? I can't figure this out. But now you're like, how in the fuck did I have trouble with this? Uh, this is a simple thing ever. Yeah. But back then you like really kicked your ass. Doing uh, the online notary. I had to build actually, how am I going to like, nobody else is doing it. No, they're not. It's not really big. And we just now a week, like on the, I remember it was the 27th, it was March 23rd, 2020, when they made it legal for us to do remote notarization in Washington state. And I had to build a system. I didn't know how to do one. So that was the hardest thing. And then when I finally did it, I was like, shit is simple. Isn't it saying it took a, a worldwide academic to yeah. like bring like all this stuff up to date yeah. in the 21st century, yeah. right? Yeah, man. It's a whole total reset, man. It's the reason for it. Reason for it, reason for it, and I think uh, you know the notary was doing good. We was deemed essential during uh, COVID, man. Shit, yeah. I, I did ten notaries doing work. We, I was doing good, man. You know what I mean. And then when I, I mean, COVID was bad, but COVID was good for a lot of people. Yeah, though. man, it definitely was. You know what I mean. I can't, I couldn't complain about it. You know what I mean. Uh, although it was scary, shit, yeah. I was doing that, man. Going in people's homes, you don't even know. Yeah, like in, in every person that's in there is a risk. Oh yep. God, and I went through thousands of people's homes. Craziness, man. Did you ever catch COVID? No, I didn't catch COVID until um, until after the fact, yeah. like after like 2023. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, how the hell I'm catching it now? Yeah, fucked up. Uh, but you know when I, um, but I'm glad. Uh, you know, I used to put on gloves mm-hmm. and had the mask on and shit. We taking gloves off when we, you know what I mean. We don't even touch the paper. It was it was different. And then after a while, I just got fed up. I got tired. I was like, yeah. fuck it. If, we, if I'm going to catch it, God, yeah. just, it's, it's just, just it. It's another, another version of the flu, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, shit, I had that H1N1 one time. Mm-hmm. That was, and that shit had me out three weeks. Like every day had a God, like sweat, night sweats. It was terrible. Material COVID, like, you know, like it hit so many people differently. I know one friend of mine, like 25, 26, yeah. super healthy person. You know, yeah. he got COVID. He was done. Yeah, man. He was done like three yeah. weeks. He, it was like. I had a cousin die from it. And then I have, a, I have an aunt. She got a 75. Damn. She didn't know she had it. See? She just had a regular medical test. Oh, you have COVID. Like, what? <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh my God. How do I have COVID? I, I yeah. feel super fine. I'm, I'm, I, actually, I'm about to do this. this. Like, no, lady. Like, you know, we had a quarantine, you right? I but t- it's like, this makes it hits so many people different ways. Yeah, it does. I told my friend. He's like, man, how do you, how'd you get past COVID? I said, man, I said, said I just stopped fearing. Yeah. I said, fuck it. No, no. How you, <laughs> you or what other answer was, I, I, I stopped taking tests. Yeah. Just, fuck it. I haven't had COVID since. I, I don't take the COVID test no more. So I don't have no COVID. If I, oh, if I gotta take a COVID test, I'm not doing it. Yeah, and what's crazy, it's still out there right now. Mm-hmm. Man, we don't even, you know. It's still out there, yeah. Yeah, still out there running rampant, and we have no idea. Maybe we got herd immunity, right? They said, that's how, like, what was it, Sweden or someplace over there? They didn't even lock down. They just no, they let it do herd immunity. It, it was crazy. Like, this, you would think that they would have, like, higher, higher death rate. And uh-huh. It was, like, right over the level where everyone else, right? Yep. According to the stats, it didn't make a difference. You, like, quarantine, do whatever you did. It's, like, yeah. it just ran through the society at the yeah. same rate across the board. It didn't yeah, matter. Yeah, they say it went up real high, and then it just leveled out, and then people get herd immunity. It was just, like, helped out. But, uh, and, of course, you know, you hear all the conspiracy theories. He's, like, you know, what did what, what, someone say? As soon as Russia invaded Ukraine, COVID went away. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> no one has COVID anymore, you know? No, man. God, war. That's all you see. Or another man. one, too. Like, um, I think Chris Rock said this one is kind of really special. Like, how is it no one in, in WNBA had COVID? Like, no one in yeah. WNBA had COVID? Like, yeah. none of them? None of them. Oh. But I play the NBA get all the time. Like, no, no WNBA player has it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how it is. I don't know how it works. And then the COVID, like, you up in the state of Washington, especially Seattle, like, you walk somewhere with no mask on. Yeah. You fucking conservative scumbag, you're gonna kill us all, you know. <laughs> and then if you go to Texas, you have a mask on, you liberal scumbag. Yeah. No, you're you, taking you, our freedom away. And you know what? Even doing COVID, I have some people tell me, I don't wear that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to wear it if you don't want to. It's government conspiracy. They've been doing this, you know, like, all right, you know, whatever. I still wear my gloves though. But mm-hmm. then after a while, like you said, like I said, man, you get tired of it and you just like, hey, I'm just putting it in God's hands. Yeah. That's it. You know, the mask, you know, like, where I put it, I'm not a doctor, but you have this mask. It's not a real mask, right? Just a cloth mask. You mm-hmm. bought some, some online store. You breathe all your nasty air in there, you know. Uh, you're eating the food in there. It's all that stuff's in the mask. How healthy is that? Yes. Kind of nasty. We had to do that. We're selling. We're Because uh, we, uh, we have a, uh, there's a, uh, uh, a drug test place down. They were doing COVID tests and all that good stuff. But then... When you to go to drug test, you had to have a mask on because it's a, a, a medical facility. So they stopped providing them because they, you know, they had, so we would sell them up at our uh, location for a dollar, man. I made so much money yeah. selling masks. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I got tired of people coming up asking us for yeah. it. I was like, I can't support. Yeah. They got all these customers coming in here asking, hey, can I get a mask? And like, I can't afford to pay that. But you know, when I start charging a dollar, you know, made a little money off some masks. Yep. I was like, shit, we're doing good. Yeah, here's one for you. What's your thought on this, right? So, mm-hmm. obviously, COVID put a lot of companies out of business in many yes. restaurants, right? Yes. So, this is my theory. Tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. I think a lot of these companies got put out of business would have would 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 went out of business anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. They, but they're just probably hung on to maybe five, six years, right? Mm-hmm. I think this COVID increased, accelerated the process of going to business because, like, if you're a business, you know, like, you saw business like restaurants, yeah. they start delivering, right? 
or they yeah. start to deal with alcohol, right? Or the business like just stay the same, they run a business, right? Yes. And I, I think that's what the, the biggest thing with the restaurant industry, a lot of them were going out of business during COVID because they didn't they didn't transition into the, the new model. And that was you have to deliver. If you don't deliver, you're gonna you're gonna go out of business. And you know, when you don't know how to set up that system and that learning curve was probably tearing a lot of folks up, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you can go to Uber or you can go to DoorDash, but hell, they can 30% of yeah. whatever and, you do. And you think you have a restaurant, you have poor customer service, but you have good business coming in because the yeah. food is good, right? Yeah. But now, you know, how do you convince those same people who are bad customer service to go to their house, right? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's accelerated a lot of people. I, I, I make this up, in my opinion, 90% of the business went out of business during COVID, whatever, went out of business anyway. In a few years. You think so? I have, I, I have no way to prove that. Yeah. I, no scientific I, method, I, you know? I, I, think, I, think, I think in some aspects, I don't know if that quite high, I think a lot of the times is that whatever's weak in your business is that's what exposed, COVID exposed all the weaknesses in your yeah. business. And if you can't see it as an owner and be able to like transition in that, making new services, which I've done that before. So, you know what I mean? We're a notary company doing CPR, but we... Had the best CP, uh, basic life support course every Saturday. Very convenient for you. And I think some people just gave up too early, right? I can't. Some, yeah. I know there's a famous chef in Seattle had like six restaurants. I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. but he just closed everything down, right? Like, yeah. And like laid off like hundreds of people, right? Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't make make an attempt. Like, dude, you're like a war from your chef. Yeah. You make money off hand over fist. You just don't fucking like quit yeah. and give up, like and lay everyone off. Like, what type of shit is this? Right? Uh, it's not. And then how, and then imagine and those are service workers. How are they gonna get jobs? Mm-hmm. Like during that time, it's hard. It was tough. Like nobody was. You couldn't be. You no security officer. No none of these people were able to get out here and get no jobs. And you just sitting on there getting unemployment and things like that. And I think you know COVID has made a lot of people like very conscious of wanting to work for themselves and seeing that you can make money on out on yourself. But um, I thought like the new gig economy, I, I think it's, it, you know, I think it's a good thing, but it doesn't always pay like you yeah. think it is, you no. know, like if you don't understand the business aspect of it or have your correct system, knowing that if you're going to do an Uber, you got to have a, a hybrid. When I started doing Uber, I did Uber before and I, I put 15,000 miles when I first started in three months. Now I didn't have a, a hybrid at that time. They weren't really pushing the hybrids. It was just like getting the car, Bam, you can go and make this money. And uh, that wear and tear is no joke, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's, it's real. You will, you will tear a car up. Um, and you, but you need a hybrid. If you're not doing a hybrid, you, you already lost because the gas is going to tear you up. I was spending so much money in gas. Like I would, I would run all the way out. I would have to fill up that same day. I'd run all the gas out, man. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's continu- for me on those, it, it wasn't enough money. Like you, the amount I had people staying out all night, sleeping, like you, you have to do so much to make a lot of money, but the money was in like uh, being in Uber black or the bigger vehicles. Um, shit at that time, man, you can get it. You can get it. All you had to do is have the down payment, yeah. uh, ten, uh, 7% down payment. You can go get you a brand new um, Yukon Denali or a Suburban, just like brand new. And they pay it every week, man. That yeah. was good. That was good times at Uber when they was doing that. And they got away from it because that cost a lot of money, yeah. you know, to run that. They were taking a lot of risk, but it got a lot of people in. Uh, so I think that if you can get to those aspects where you're actually a chauffeur and things of that nature, you can make a lot of money. Um, and then the people that own those, uh, that are doing Uber X, they're making a lot of money. You know, yeah. they, they can make, you can make a living. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't, you can, but it takes hard work, you know, with any of that stuff. And that's just, but it's, it's a cycle. I think yeah, now. Yeah, because service, like I've been to Uber, like the dude was rude, whatever. I've been mm-hmm. Ubers where like, here's your bottle of water, here's a Starburst. Yeah. 
uh, here's a phone charger, you know. Yeah, man, uh, those are the people making money. Looking, are you new here? Any advice I can give you? You know, just, damn, dude. Not really if you're, I'm here for a while. But what, what do you, what's your best place, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's definitely comes down to customer experience all the time, I think. Yes, it is. It is, man. It's just very, got to have that good customer sir, uh, customer experience, man. Um, I don't like, um, you know, I, 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 I think that um, when I was doing it, it was just, I'm used to more of a networking tool. Man, I talked to everybody, all different types of businesses. That's what I liked it for. Yeah. I met so many people in the driving riding Uber for like uh-huh. you know, people like I'm doing this side hustle to pay for college yeah. or I'm doing this. I have a startup, you know. Yeah. Or I'm a immigrant from Africa. I'm doing yeah. this, do whatever, you know. Yeah. It's a good networking tool, but you know, just few bad seeds messing up for everybody. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So I have one friend. Um, lives in Mexico. Mm-hmm. She's like a gig worker. Okay. She actually has like a twenty people she works for, right? Okay. But like she works for one person five hours a week doing graphic design. Another person, like, three hours a week doing something right. So all of yeah. them took, like, three, four hours a week for. Yeah. So, but, like, man, how's this confused? I have, like, 20 bosses, right? No, because they're on my schedule. I tell them when I work, you know, and, like, as long as I produce, you know. She's running their schedule correctly. Yep. You know what I mean? Using my, using my skills to make some yep. money. Yep. She's BA for, like, four or five of them, you know. Yeah. That's it. And she's in Mexico, living on the beach. Living good life. Yep. You do everything remotely. It's not wrong with that, man. If you just... It just if you find the right person that can uh, use your utilize your services like that, then you you good to go, man. Uh, I see some that work. There's a lady I know that um, that works out here in Tacoma. Oh, right, she's out of Tacoma. She does it. I've seen a lot of them do it. Uh, the one that I use for my social media, she she's out of uh, yeah, somewhere over in Europe. Mm-hmm. But she does she does it, and it's kind of it's cool. Yeah, I can imagine that. like. Having like twenty bosses, you know, like I mean, that'd be too. Much. I said that's too much for you. I, I is it? Well, but shit, a customer is your boss, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. saying like, a, yeah, that's true. But you know, but like having twenty different people, like how? Mm-hmm. Like, I how do you? I, I, was, I, was, I want to see your calendar, right? Is that right? Yeah, it's like four hours for John Bob, two hours here. You know, <laughs> what if you know John Bob? As far as like money, like uh-huh. one to five on Monday, but he has emergency on Wednesday. He calls you, but then you work for someone else, right? Like, yeah. Shit, it costs. But she's been known for a couple of years, and you know, so she probably got it all. She probably already figured out the little kinks and got yeah. the people just right. She probably has AI doing anything for yeah. her. Yeah, hey, AI is cool, man. You know what I mean? It can help you, but it's still, you still got to put it to work, even though you can get the answer quick. But shit, if you ain't putting it's it to just, work, just, you gotta execute. Like you can go, yeah. you go chat GPT, like I did a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, like you know, provide a plan for go to market for small business doing this, this, this. I've you know uh-huh. looking for to bring in this much revenue, all this like details and stuff. Great detailed plan, but there's no, you know, ChatGPT robot's gonna pop up and do it for me, right? <laughs> no, no, it's gonna, it's just, it's just gonna give you the information. Hey, this is the information you would look for that you were really trying to go yeah. after and look for for a while. All right, coming up. Yeah, just have to go back on. There we go. There we go. Cool, and we're back in the business, folks. Yeah. Let's see. Where's the? I even up experience. What's that? Maybe like bring it, bring it back something like this. All right, perfect. I gotta get a little closer. Woo! It's trying to, we're trying to move. All right, that's all right. We got it. And all of a sudden, it just started moving wrong, huh? What's going on? It's a ghost in here. Yeah, but one thing about nowadays, there's so many ways to make money, right? Versus other yeah. years and stuff, you know. Yeah, but they say there's a whole bunch of ways to make money, but shit. Sometimes you don't, you can't. When you need it, you're like, damn it, it takes yeah. some time. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. 
Mm. And sometimes you got to have like confidence self, right? Like, yeah. um, so do you, do you, I think I told the story last time, but you know who Mr. Beast is? Yes. So I think I was telling the story last time where like he made his first YouTube video at 11 years old. Damn. And like, you know, but he, but he like deleted like the first hundred because he thought it was so horrible, you know, when I feel uh -huh. man. And so he's making videos stuff, make no money. His mother was a single parent at Fort Bragg, it was in the military, right? And so Mr. Beast, I can't remember his real name, living in like Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Yeah. Making, making C's and D's, no college not for me. He's trying to convince my mom, I don't go to college. Like, you're going to go to junior college. I'm going to pay for this junior college. Uh -huh. And you're going to pass, right? And so at that time, he went to class a couple of days. Like, man, this shit fucking sucks, right? <laughs> I can't do this, right? And so he's like, man, I got to go. All, he was already all in the YouTube video, but he was making money. So I had to go to YouTube video, right? So he stopped going to school, making videos like 18 hours a day. And it was him and his three friends, right? So that instead of making mistakes alone, they learned from all four mistakes, right? Yeah. And so talk about for like perfect time or whatever. So, so suppose like, like the Friday, the grades are coming out, right? It was Monday, right? He's like, shit, my mom's going to get the report card and not to go to class. What am I going to do, right? Because she's gonna, literally going to kill me, right? Uh -huh. Wednesday came, someone get paid him $20,000 to do the YouTube channel. Wow. And so he told his mom Thursday, hey, mom, ain't been to school, give me nothing but zero with my grade report. I got paid $20,000. I'm going to an apartment. Wow. And talk about, like, you know, like sometimes we like that, right? Like the last yeah. possible minute, like, man, like, can you God. imagine the anxiety that kid went through? Like, yeah. 18 years old, 19, like, man, yeah. my mom's paying this money. Yes. I'm not going to school. Yeah. I, I, I might literally die on Friday. Yeah, man. And some random wow. dude, like, hey, here's 20,000 on my YouTube channel. And now God. you walk like half a billion dollars. Yeah, he's doing 200 big people things. working for him, right? Man, he's, he's created at 23 uh, years old. A, a, a mega fucking business. You know what I mean? That's kind of dope off of YouTube and, all these social media platforms, man. My my son follows me. He knows him like Mr. Beast. Yeah, I gotta buy his candy. Yeah. I gotta go do this and that. So and like, like he did a thing where I knew what I watched him on. on it's like you know, he, like this the, the detail which like you know this shade color for this thumbnail, this word, this font. You know, uh -huh. release it this time. You know, do all this kind of stuff. You know, like it's very very detailed. You know, shit, it's hard, man. I, I put I, you know he did what he had to do. He took care of business. That's all I mean. He stood on business, right? <laughs> yeah, and started more business. Like he's a Mr. Beast Burgers, all this other stuff he's yes. doing. Ali, I'll meet him one day, one of these days. Huh? You don't never yeah. know. Never know. But if you're out there, your kid's on YouTube, you know, <laughs> some new platform, you know. <laughs> you never know. I mean, not saying he's going to be Mr. Beast, but uh, I know. can't say he's not going to be Mr. Beast. No, you can't. You can't knock him on anything. Shit, on the video games or anything. I used to be like, nah, you know, my parents, oh, you're always on the games and all that. But now, shit, you know, the kids can make some yeah. money playing back video games. Back in the day, hey, kid, go back outside playing. I was yeah. like, hey, kids, come inside, you know. Especially yeah. <laughs> if you're a kid, you're just like fucking around and you're not really yeah. good. That's one thing. But if, like, yeah. you're like, oh, you're playing like, you know, World of Warcraft. Yeah. And you win it every single time. Yeah. Okay, you might have something here. You might, might as well. You know, I wanted to always start, you know, I want to, I was like, I, I, you know, I tell my son, man, if you can play some Call of Duty, man, we can get it, we can get it together. We can hold a little team together. I help train you. We can, we can, you I'm know. Like the esports thing is a big thing now, man, you know, it is. making millions of dollars, yes, you know, it is, man. in sponsorship. I would love that. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely is, man. I tell my son that all the time. Uh, he said, I'm going to wait till I'm 13, dad. Man, you're making all this content. He plays games galore. He knows how to edit. He just does a lot of stuff. He, he's like me. He places down his, his talent. Really does. He, he like, he's a very humble kid. So here's one for you. Um, is your kid like the, the Tario, so he's like the AR, VR, stuff like that? Yeah, or? he's big time. He's, he's, I, I, he's I, I forgot to connect with this guy. So last, did I tell you about the pitch competition I, I did? Yeah, you told me about a pitch competition. Yeah, yes. so I did this pitch competition a couple of weeks ago with Black Muse. Uh, they're like AR, they, they teach kids AR, VR. 
Yes. And like, there were six teams. There's one team that had coded a whole game at LVR, like a whole brand new game. Like, uh-huh. they did, like, I asked them, like, how do you design it? They had good questions. Like, Charles, you're like, you're Charles, you, and you like, that design, you coded uh-huh. this stuff. Like, yeah. and it's like realistic. Like, oh shit, it's pretty badass. Yeah. The winner was this lady, I think her name was Lucia, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how she does it, but she, she designs like clothes in ARVR, takes that and makes like real physical clothes with that, with oh, a wow. blueprint. Wow. And sells the clothes like the stores and stuff. Yeah. And, and then sells the ARVR clothes online, like metaverse places. <laughs> and she, she's 11 years old and she coded all this shit. Like, like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, what the fuck's going on, right? Like, I, I don't know. I was trying to like, like put, put together Legos and stuff, you know? Uh, it's tough, man. They're trying to even learn. And, like, you're program. 11. I, like, I told that, and the mom has no clue what's going on. Right? And I, I, told, I was like, I like this, I like this mom. Like, your daughter can, if things are right, your daughter can pay for her own college. Yeah. And I take another step. She might agree with Goes right. She won't have to go to college. No, no. After making all that, you would, 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 I guess you ask yourself, what do you need college for after you're making a certain amount of money? Yeah, you own your own business. Yeah. Like, uh, have you heard of the, this lady called Kyla's Lemonade? No, no, I haven't heard it. I think you told me that. Yeah, she's like 13 years old. She started her company at, at nine years old, right? Uh-huh. they stand. Now she's like in Walmart, different grocery stores uh-huh. at 13. Do you, do, now with these, well, like, like let's say these, um, these children that are able to, to do this, be successful like that, do you think that their parents had opportunities to get, to be able to put them on? Like the same question you asked me earlier. Do you think that those kids had uh, that? I don't know. Opportunities. I don't know to, the background the parents are. Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, that affects a lot of it. You know, if you don't have access to it, you can't even create any of that stuff. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but college eliminates all over the place, right? I bet. Yeah. I bet. I want to hear. I'm going to go mess with it. I just, I always, I always thought that. And she's from some random town in Arkansas, you know. Yeah. And like she's from Seattle. Or it's like some <laughs> random small town in yeah. Arkansas, right? And now she's like, college eliminates. Like, that's good. I'm glad she's. I'm glad she's doing college lemonade. Even the, the, the name sounds good. Like 13 years old. And like, she's like, you know, she's on Instagram. She has a TikTok page. What? Yeah. See? On TikTok, I think she did a series where she showed how the lemonade's made, all this kind of stuff, you know. See? Of course, how she's a, she's a young black female. Like, she has a great personality, great smile, you know. Wow. Real personable, you know. I like that. I like that. Man. Shit, man. I'm going to have to tell my son about it. He might know already, though. See, yeah, he probably does, yeah. Yeah, he he, he's listening to all of the stuff. Yeah, he's, he's on it. You know. So tell me about you using TikTok Live. God, TikTok. What's, your, what you, what's the point of that? God, you know, now, like, um, I use TikTok because it feels like more personal. So uh, I do a lot because I like to talk to folks just like you. You know what I mean? So I like to uh, engage and learn about different cultures and and, and and how people live on the other side of the world. You know what I mean? Because you, you don't get that experience. You only see, you only learn from what you see on TV. That's the only, like, feed you. This is all it looks like. It looks like it's only desert here and this and that. And then. You find out from people that actually live there. Oh no, it rains and it snows out here. Lady told me to, even today. She said in Kenya it snows in some in a part of Kenya they have snow. I'm like I would have never known that. Hell, I didn't even know it rained like that in Kenya. She's like, yeah, it rains all the time. I thought it was just nothing but desert yeah. land. So you don't know. Don't know. So have you got any benefit out of it for your business? Um, I don't know. Yeah, man, yeah. people following us and things like that, and I think that. You know, I discuss my business a lot and then what we do because people ask and all that. So I think it's helping you get exposure in that aspect and then also learning more intimate details about the person that's running the store. You know what I mean? You learn a little bit more about like their views and like to decide if you like them too. You know what I mean? Um, um, well, this and, person in Kenya, mm-hmm. they said, hey, I want you to notarize something for me. Could you do it? Uh, unless only if they had to do 
business, if the business that they were no, needed notarizing was for the United States. Okay. You can't notarize like other countries' business. No, no, no. You can <laughs> if they're in the United States. Okay. If, but online, you cannot do it. Okay. Yeah. Like if they, if they were here in America and they need to have something notarized, you could do that in person, but online, you can't. Okay. All right. Um, so, so the, the notary is still like the stamp, right? Mm-hmm. You think that I would be replaced like some kind of digital scan or some no, kind of something? A, well, you already have a digital one when you're doing online because that's yeah, a digital, that's true. Okay, d- digital yeah, stamp yeah. on that. Um, I just think that if they, um, um, <laughs> you're always going to have the in-person things because mm-hmm. the remote notarization does take a little bit more aspect, a little bit, just a tiny bit, like you got to have audio video capabilities. Okay. Not everybody's phone is that sad, you yeah. know, and not everybody's that savvy to upload the documents, take pictures and things like that. If we can make a system that was a, uh, really easy that my father could do it yeah. without thinking about it. I think that then that would be good. I like there's you know, my experience, I, I would have one. I have, would have one that could yeah. definitely do it. Okay. So with your business, mm-hmm. how, like, how did it get started? Shit, man. I started because uh, my friend Carson, he was telling me about it. Like I'm gonna start a, I'm gonna start a notary business. Um, I was like, shit, I, I wanted to start one before that, but uh I started uh, researching more about it and found out that, hey, to be a good notary, you got to have a whole, you know, you got to have a brand behind it and all that. And if you really want to make money, you got to be a signing agent. So I became a signing agent. And the signing agent got me to open the brick and mortar store. And from the brick and mortar, this is where I'm at now. Um, oh, yeah. And so with your business model, is a plan like what you're doing, the notary public, the shipping stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it like have like, like brick and mortar, like a, like lack of a better term, like distressed economic neighborhoods. Yeah, man, it, it definitely was. Cause I think that you can hire people from the community. Um, that's, you know, that, that will help. Um, there's a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of, there's a, for, okay. For me, from people coming to my business, um, there's a lot of, uh, in, there's a lot of people that, that don't deal with services that get treated like there's underserved people for Hispanics. There's underserved for, um, uh, Asian. They're uh, underserved for black people. There's a lot of underserved uh, people that don't know what the, you know, that they don't, they're not able to get a notarization as quick as there is because they don't know. um, They don't know that we, we can have a Spanish speaking notary talk to you and things like that, or we can have a, a a Chinese or Japanese or, or, you know, just, just, just um, to be able to uh, discuss the documents with you. And I think that's, um, I think that's what we change. I don't know, man, shit. So how do you deal with this fight? So, mm-hmm. um, post someone get a notary public from right, and they're like, mm-hmm. well, like you're supposed to an elderly Hispanic female, you know, mm-hmm. what a case they don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah, and you say the price of this, you're like, what in the world? You're ripping me off. This is a scam. There's mm-hmm. no way this is money. Mm-hmm. All you do doing a stamp. How does a stamp cost some money? Mm-hmm. Like how you like you like you don't have to use this. Like you, you, know, you try to you take time to educate him and try to oh you just no. say oh you just okay no man, no no, no because we, we're not we're not here to fight you over price or okay. anything like that. We're just here to give you a good service. So basically, you say, like, so if this is too much for you, then yeah. here's some. No, no we, we don't tell them in bad ways. It's just like, it's no problem mm-hmm. at all. We could t- we'll tell you everything what we do. Mm-hmm. We tell before we even do a stamp or anything like that. So you can decide if you want to use it. Okay. It's no problem. Like we're not, we're not in here trying to twist your arm. We just know that we know what we're, we're the best at what we do. Like we've been taught how to do things. We follow what the rules are. Um, and then from that point, like if you want to use it, you can, if not, Hey, you know, it's, it's no problem. We can tell you to go to UPS or like, we don't really know any other notaries 
like that you can go walk right into. And so I'm guessing each document, like if it's like a will or legal trust or something else, each document is, is, is a different price. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm guessing the more complicated, the more, you uh, charge. the more complicated. It's just, you know, it's, it, it's, um, we, we charge differently. We charge like, uh, you know, uh, for that particular document and then the notary stamp for that document. And then if you have another one, that's another notable act. So you, you charge for that. So, so, this is kind of a joke. We have like an asshole surcharge. No, not at all, man. Because, you know, if you're not fair to everybody and then, you know, think maybe there's a mistake here and there, but yeah. for the most part, you try to give everybody the same rate and things like that and the right, right price. We don't try to over gouge anybody and things like that. Like we always tell people up in advance what your price is going to cost before we do any notarization and that's in store or mobily. Uh, so, uh, like, like for a good month for you, how many notaries would you do in a month? Like, a, a good month. I don't know, 200. 200, okay. Yeah, 250. You know, it could be a lot more, I yeah. wish. But, you know, from that point, yeah. We got, okay. we got about, I don't know, between five to ten people coming a day. Okay. For a notary. Oh, shit. And sometimes, like, today was slow. But, you know what I mean? On average, it's about that much. And you're open, like, eight to five, Monday through Saturday? Yeah, eight or? to seven, uh, Monday through Friday, then Saturday. From uh, ten to three, and it's just you, you and your dad in there. Yeah, it used to be more, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like, um, it, it usually on Saturdays it used to be uh, my family be there, uh, my uh, my mother will be there. She'll teach the basic life support class, and my father there, uh, and then me. I'm always there. You know what I mean? Yeah, this uh, is like you're hiring. That's like the perfect cop job for part time college student. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It could be. It could be just right, especially when we uh, bring the new service in. Man, I think I de definitely. Yeah. Um, so your social media, so you say someone in Europe does it for you? I'm sorry? So your, your social media, someone else does it for you? Well, just for the, uh, for the uh, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And what, what do they do for you? Just post just stuff po for you? Uh, post, they make, the, they make the posts and things like that. Okay. They just keep it consistent because if you're not consistent with it, you don't get enough. You don't, you don't get people looking at it enough. And then it's still hard because you got to do engagement and all these systems. It's like they fight against each other. You know, uh, you're not dealing with me. We're not going to post your stuff. So, you know. Is much more engaged. You know what gets me? Like, you have all these, like, experts, right? You know, like, you'd be like, Instagram, LinkedIn expert. Like, mm -hmm. like, what's like, I'm a, I'm an Instagram expert, do this, but, but you don't work yeah. for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you don't work on LinkedIn, you know, like, True. Like, like, for the longest time, people would say, if you do a post on LinkedIn, they would put, like, any links, like, uh -huh. like, like, my, on my videos, I like, I do, like, a, like, a, a like, a clip from a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And I do a clip for, for whoever so go to YouTube, right? Yeah. A lot of people, LinkedIn would, would say, hey, don't do that, right? But I was part of a thing called LinkedIn Creators, right? Yeah. And they told us, actually, people who charge on LinkedIn say, no, put as many links as you want to. Yeah. Because it's part of the community service, right? But people are not on LinkedIn, then don't do it right. No, nah, yeah, man. I think it just, it just, it's, I don't do it like that, man. I do everything as a flow. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I post, I like, I would listen to, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Gary V. Yeah. And he would talk about, just post the information. Stop doing all that. Rest. Stop thinking yeah. about it. Just post, post. Yeah. And so now, I, so I don't, I don't really worry about it. Like yeah, when I, I, post I, I just can, post, yeah, yeah whatever like I, don't I do. Have time, I don't have time to research the best time to post <laughs> yeah. this, you know? So best or that, this is a good story. You, so you remember this guy in name of, um, on TikTok, and social media, he's got his face, is, his thing's called Dogface420. Mm. A few years ago, mm. so the story with him is a Mexican guy, Hispanic guy out of Idaho, had a job as a mechanic. Mm. And his uh, truck broke down, right? And he's like, man, and like, he would post stuff on TikTok all the time. And see the other video. When I tell the story, you're gonna you know what it is. So he had a long skateboard. He was yeah, skateboarding, yeah. drinking cranberry juice, and yeah. uh, lip syncing to um, Fleetwood Mac, right? Yes. 
and he's and he told a story, right? Like, question like millions of views, that kind of stuff. He told a story like where like he wasn't gonna post it, right? Because he mm-hmm. thought it was fucking trash, crap. He was in a bad attitude, lost his truck, whatever, yeah. almost lost a job. And he had to see a video about Gary Gary B. And always said, whatever you just whatever you want to post, post it. Just post it. He posted and like fucking like fucking a life changer, right? Yeah. Like, man, it's tough, man. I, I like I used to listen to Gary V. Heavy. Just now, it's just it's different because I haven't had time to really. Yeah, like, I see this pretty much says the same thing over and over again. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've, I've seen it so many times. I've seen it. I'm a believer, like, you know, post, I, I, you know, I, I believe that, you know, post 86 things of content per day, you know, like all this God, stuff, you know. Yeah, it's, it, but it, it's difficult. I, I think it's difficult uh, only when you have to, like, do stuff like editing and things like that. Yeah. That's where I want to hire somebody out. Yeah. Like, I could edit, but I'm not a great editor like yeah. that, you know, especially when it comes to video. But, uh, yeah, man, it just post the content. Just post the content. That's all I think. Just post the content. Why not? And, like and, the, Yeah, I know some people say, you don't post too much because you overwhelm people. Like, lady, or, you know, <laughs> like, person, you know, like, do you see the LinkedIn feed? Like, yeah. if you only post one thing a day, no one's going to see it, right? Even if you post no. 10 things a day, no one's no. going to see it, no. right? You got to constantly be getting attention. Just attention, attention. post stuff, right? And, and, and I think I, on TikTok, I do a little different. Like, I do series. Mm. So I'll do a whole bunch of one series that looks all the same. Like, I do a lot of don't, uh, don't quit because I'm, I'm not going to, you know, because I'm not. Yeah. You're going to quit. Uh, so I do a lot of those and I do like in series and then I'll do a whole bunch of one particular content. Like I'll do like 60 and then I'll stop and then I'll do something different. So when people do come to my site, they don't get the same content all the time. You're going to see something different that I'm doing. Not the whole same thing. You'll get it. You'll get enough of content of that particular um, series. But then after that, then, you know, you don't see it much. It's just different. Like, that's yeah. how I like it. I like, to, I like to show you variety when you're on my, my, my social media. Yeah. So your your two big ones are, are Facebook and Instagram. Uh, yeah. I got I got some like couple a few hundred thousand views on YouTube on a couple of different videos and things like that. Those are mostly for my commercials. Hell, I used to do commercials on Hulu, Instagram, yeah, Facebook, Google. Shit, my budget when I was first started was like twenty four grand. Yeah. yeah, a lot of money to do that. But you know. So how do you think you're gonna be able to grow your business? Shit, I, these services, man. Yeah. I have to. I think we're. I think I'm in a great location. I think that um, the short term is which re, that really is under my skin. And it's free parking around your building too, right? You got to pay for that. Yeah, the street parking is free. It's just parking in that parking lot. If I owned it, it'd be different. But if you don't, then you're not supposed to pay to park there. Yeah, okay. but you know, if you not, it, he minutes, just yeah. came too. You yeah. just left okay. before he came. Okay. <laughs> he was there. He was there. He was, they all like hotcakes, but uh, it's just because a lot of people come from the restaurant and go over there. But, you know, if they pay for it, you know, cool. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, because there's all kind of street parking there. You can go right in the neighborhood and park. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you can find a place to park. What is it, like two or three bucks? Or something yeah. Like that for like two hours, three hours. Yeah, that's pretty decent. Yeah. Fair to Seattle anyway. Oh, Seattle going to bop you. Going to bop you up. Trying to pay some down. And how long have you been in that building? Uh, man, since um, the month before COVID. Okay. Yeah, well, perfect time, man. Right? Lord, perfect no. time. I didn't know, man. It was so hard for me to make that jump. You know, I was making good money. I didn't need a change. And I was like, I gotta grow. And my barber was like, man, you, sometimes you gotta take that leap and grow. Yeah, shit, the opportunity's just right. Yeah. And then I, I didn't know what I was gonna put in there. I didn't have the CPR. That's what I thought about. Side, and I was like, uh, I figured it out. And then I found out, like, my mom and my mom, my sister got laid off. Mom wasn't working. My dad is about to get laid off. He actually did get laid off. He's like, so I was like, man, come work for me. And then from that point, 
you know, I just built a system that I help support them. Um, and then sometimes, you know, it just doesn't, they're not able to do the capabilities, like in the sense of like, uh, not everybody knows how to grow the business. Like you assume as the owner, like everybody's going to be wanting to do it just like you want to do it. They're going to have the same passion. They're going to have the same enthusiasm about growing the business as you do. And they don't. And when you realize that sometimes it could be too late. That's a great point. Um, so what's something on your bucket list that you haven't done yet? Shit. Uh, man, travel, travel to like, uh, I want to go to, I want to try to get to all the continents, man. I really, I really do. I don't, I don't know about Antarctica though. Uh, you know what? I, I, you know, all this secret <laughs> shit they're talking about. I just want to see, you know, just a little bit. I want to be, I want to guarantee that I'll survive. Uh, and then I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind going by myself. I wouldn't take my kids. Yeah. Well, maybe you never know, yeah. but just to experience that and see what the, you know, cause they say all this, it's got some wall down there. Yeah. They got aliens there. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, let's, let's, why, you know, shit, who knows? let's, let's do it. Yeah. So is there anything else that I asked you that I didn't, or anything else you want to talk man, about? You ask me all the, you ask me all the good questions, man. I, I always, it, it, I never know what else to ask. I just like, to just let it flow. Let it, flow. you know what I mean? Um, that's it. I'm not going to piss like a Russian race okay, horse. So we wrap it up. Um, yeah. Can you give us your social media so people can reach out to you? Yes. Uh, Poppin' Notary uh, on uh, TikTok. Poppin' Notary on Instagram. Poppin' Notary LLC on uh, Facebook. And then on YouTube at Poppin' Notary. That's all of it. And for your TikTok Live, do you go live the same time every day? or just I random? try to go live Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10, p, uh, 10 a.m. They're there for two hours? Yeah, for about two hours and then I'm off. Sometimes, like, one, sometimes I, I can't always do it. But you see the whole interaction. You see me talking. And so to you customers. just be there, like talking to people, whatever. talking to people, and doing work. I'm always working, so I'm doing the work that I need to be done. It's so like you're not. Well, you're on your ticket like live. You're not like there's no customers. There's no. Sometimes the customers come in. But like, oh, you're not talking like those in there. You, are you just like on your computer? Hey, and like you have like 20 people on you. Say, hey, I'm doing this now. I'm doing that. No, I, I talk about like uh, you know, I'm working on a website, and then I'll interview somebody. I'll go in here. Let me battle with somebody because when you hit the battle, then you get. They throw you in the mix with different people. What does that mean to battle someone? Uh, so basically, when you're battling somebody, you're supposed to like they're they're in there doing entertaining the folks that look at because you get on the for uh, the for you page, mm -hmm. and so you know they'll show all the people that are live right now, and then you know people jump in your lobby, and then when you're battling, it's like how many how much points can you or money you can get? Like hey, donate. You know people are giving you gifts and things like that. That's what they call it, gifts, and but yeah. you get paid for those gifts. So okay. Like you. If you got, you know, if you're on live, you can get, you know, people gift you enough. You can make some money. Uh, and, you know, uh, so most of the time I just get on there because right now, you know, I just get on there and talk and interview because I never know who I run into. Like I said, I'm speaking to people that are from yeah. different countries. And sometimes I send down to people that got these big, giant followings yeah. and I don't even know. Yeah. So when I went to Vietnam, the last day I got a, a tattoo on my calf, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and we decided to do like a TikTok live, right? Yeah. We are like maybe 35,000 people looking at it, right? It's, it's fucking insane, right? People are like, oh man, how badass is this old ass dude who's gonna have tattoo in Vietnam, right? Wow. And like, it was fucking insane. Like 35,000 people, like, like I'm thinking myself, man, these 35,000 people, they have no fucking life yeah. at all, right? Nah, because people are looking at you yeah. like throughout yeah. their day, yeah. all that good stuff, yeah. man. And they enjoy your content. Yeah. 35,000 just to see, man. That's tattoo, right? It's fucking insane. Shit, you can drink liquor on there all day and people yeah. are like, oh my God, you know, or fucking eat food. I've seen people eating Popeyes and getting yeah. big views. Like, just. Insane. You can find your niche. Yep. Hey, Sante, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for your time as well. Remember to be great every day. Definitely.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you, and remember to be great every day. Don't you know?